welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte, and joining me this week, as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, dude? What's up? Sorry, I'm just sending a, a nice message to my man, Gary, in the... Uh, <laughs> in the Twitch chat. Seems right. like he ran home to view, to uh, view, or yeah, no, to view this... Uh, yeah, he's viewing it. <laughs> what will be a legendary podcast. Oh, yes, yes. Um, this is, of uh, epic proportions. Yeah, it's a big episode this week, guys. Movie. Yeah, we are back. We've been, Chris went on hiatus probably like two or three weeks, I think. I think it's uh, been three weeks, I believe. Yep, you went to the Big Apple Comic Con down in New York. Yeah. Uh, which we're not going to, we, yeah, we, we, you know, we're not going to go. I know we had talked about talking about that and we were going to even, I went to Seattle, went to visit Bungie, check out some of the stuff they're working on. Um, we're not going to talk about that stuff this week because we have a massive topic. And you know what? We couldn't just break it down, man, with just the two of us. No, we had it's bring somebody bigger with than us. that. And if you're watching on, on the video or over on Twitch, you can see our man Marcus Ellinger from Nerd Buzz is here. Marcus, what's up, man? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I, I feel super honored to be a part of this show. It's is like this, 10 years it, in the making. This is awesome. Literally is this, 10 years uh, in the making. Is this uh, number three? The third oh, yeah. time? Oh, really? yeah. This one's the it charm. Is. Well, I don't know. I, we got to do something where it's like uh, like Saturday Night Live. It's like the Five Timers Club. Yes. I don't know if you're familiar with okay. that. So it's okay. like... How, who I, else am I? Am I competing with other people for that? Or Chris and me? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Actually, no. Josh and N sixty four. Josh was on once or twice. Right. I think just I think once. Just once. Just I, once. Yeah, I know he's on for the Nintendo one. Yeah, the Nintendo one. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. No, you are. Uh, you're our go-to for things like this. So you yes. should be very proud. Woohoo! I appreciate it. No, yeah. I'm totally yeah. flattered that I get to be a part of the show, man. Awesome, this is like man. super mega nerdum going on this is gonna be great great yeah. man Always well is. uh quick housekeeping here guys don't forget you can find the show every week usually on thursdays the show launches if you want to tune in live to the show you can see it live on twitch twitch.tv slash reverb turks and all these links are in the show notes you can email us the at gmail.com and of course check out our comic news and reviews website the comic panel you can also find the show there and the uh, video archive of the show on youtube you can find it also at thecomicpanel.com. But like we said, this is a big show this week. Infinity War is out 10 years in the making. And if you listen to our Last Jedi spoiler cast, you know that show was what, Chris? I think it was like longer than the movie. I think the show, the our episode <laughs> about the movie was longer than the movie itself. I don't know if we're going to go that far on this one, but I, I have a feeling Good. this is going to be an epic show because there is a Good. lot to talk about with this film. I yeah. will say, let's go first before we get into spoiler cast. Let's talk, I guess, about general impressions. We did the same thing with The Last Jedi. I think that's the best way. So if you have not seen the movie, uh, you can get our, our, our initial thoughts. And then we'll let you know when, when the spoiler uh, territory is going to be entered. But we're going to go in deep. So we're going to completely yeah. go into the movie. So, uh, Chris, I want to throw it to you first. Because I know, right. uh, you know, Marcus, just being the guest, I want to I hear Chris. Because Chris and I have talked just a little bit about this. But I got to hear what Chris's uh, initial thoughts are. Um, on the film, Chris, what do you think? Um, to just to to give a basic summary, um, absolutely one hundred percent blown away with just in, incredibleness that I did not think could they could pull this off. Hmm. Um, you know, we've known for a long time, not just the ten years in the making. We've known for a couple of years now that the 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 scope of what they were attempting to do with uh, you know how many leads that are in this movie. And I always had the, the thought like, yeah, I think they can do this. I was always giving them the benefit of the doubt that they can do this. And I think they did it in spades. I walked out of that theater, like 
there was one other time where it, uh, you see the movie uh, American Sniper. Mm-hmm. Did you see that, Marcus? Um, American Sniper. It's based I, on doesn't uh, ring a bell. True story it's got with a guy. Sniper in it from yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and he does <laughs> yeah. like some shooting, exactly with what the it sniping. Is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so when people were people, la- if you remember the end of that movie, like during the credits, there were no, there was no music during the credits. People walked out of that theater just in, in total silence. And it was like such a, that part of it was as moving as the movie itself. I've never walked out of a movie theater like I walked out watching Infinity War. The closest thing was probably American Sniper. I, there were moments of just, I was dying laughing. There were moments like the Spidey sense was coming up on the hair on my arms. Um, <laughs> and there were so many, oh my God, moments. This is great. And then the ending, which we'll get into later. Yeah, don't spoil but, it. No, no, no. But um, just just the ending itself was, it, it just made the entire movie to me. Like, And even in the beginning, I told Mark, the one thing that, I kept going to was in the beginning, the first like half hour, 45 minutes. And I said earlier, we've known for a long time, all the people that are in this movie, I kept having to remind myself like, oh yeah, like Spider-Man's in this movie. He hasn't been in it yet. Like, oh yeah, Thor's in this movie. He hasn't been in it yet. Well, he was in the very beginning. Actually, I shouldn't say that, but um, you know what I mean? Just like, oh yeah, Guardian Galaxy have not been in this, not been in it yet. And it just kept adding And Black Panther. Like, holy crap. Like when you actually are sitting there watching it, Mm. And you see all these people like coming onto screen. You're like, man, like they're really doing it. You never really felt like nobody was getting slighted. You didn't really feel like, uh, like I, I shouldn't say that. I think a couple of people, people were, but for the most part, like the, the the main characters, all got pretty good screen time. Yeah. So the fact that they were able to pull this thing off and really have a story, and then I I have not even mentioned Thanos yet. It, it was absolutely brilliant how they brought him to life and how they how you how you feel for this guy almost in a certain way, which is another thing we'll get into later on. Yeah. But um, so overall, you like the all, movie, Chris, what you're saying all around, <laughs> just all around. It, it was I, I cannot think of another movie experience I've had as exciting as that. And it's not over yet. <laughs> we still got one more to go. Yeah. And I don't know how, you know, Avengers four is going to match this, but this was a unbelievable uh starting point for this you know uh two movies unbelievable absolutely loved it well marcus i want to throw it to you man what about you and what was your uh experience and and just Um, i mean what do you think of it overall just kind of as it kind of turned out well i i definitely went into it uh my biggest concern going into it was the cgi for sure because thanos is totally going to be cgi through the whole movie and so i was really kind of worried and concerned about how well they'd pull that off i don't know if you guys saw um black panther i assume you did i did yep yeah but it, that was kind of the biggest struggle for me and that was the cgi in that movie i was with you i'm with you all the way man right and so there i thought were so many like just cheesy be, moments to it yeah and it was like that's clearly not there right like yep. it's just bad the lighting was so yep. off from what was real to cgi and so i really went into this Really kind of concerned about that with Thanos. And I have to, I like, I totally agree with Chris. Um, I'm sure you feel the same way, Mark. Uh, they nailed Thanos. Mm-hmm. I think he he's my big takeaway. I really enjoyed Thanos in the movie. Um, I went into the movie really wanting my, like, cheeks to hurt from just the amount of just 
child schoolgirl grinning I was doing through the whole movie. <laughs> and uh, like that to me, that's like the biggest compliment I can give to a movie when I come out and like literally my cheeks hurt from just grinning like a little kid. And I have to say that didn't happen for me. So I was a little bit bummed about that. Hmm, I don't okay. know if I went in a little too hyped for myself or I don't know if the 10 years that the that Marvel built these movies up hyped it up too much for me or what, but uh, I totally enjoy it. I thought it was a super good movie. Uh, I think if, if you're the Marvel fan, you have to see it, of course, right? Of course. Right, right. It's yeah. what it's all culminated to. And I think as far as all of that goes, they nailed that part of it, and they did a really solid job. Um, but I definitely have some some gripes with okay. the movie that I think could make it better. All right, but we I... did our, did our, uh, our review cast, and I was the only guy that had that opinion. So we had two other guys that were like skyrocket scores and just absolutely loved it. So hmm. I'm kind of excited to run through it again. I feel like my thought, I went and saw it again. So I've seen it twice now. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, we recorded ours right after the, the first viewing. And I feel like it was, it was hard to, there's a lot going on in this movie. Oh, like it's tons, just, definitely. It is nonstop. I mean, it's like a strobe light, right? It's just like flash, 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 yep. flash constantly in your face. And it's hard to absorb almost all of it. And so mm-hmm. I feel like I've collected a lot more. And I'm excited to dive into it again and have yep. have a little clarification on everything and how I felt about it. But well, it's I definitely good. I don't want to come across like I didn't like it. No, 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 no. Totally no, good. That's man. good. I cause, really cause, love it. Because yeah. I think you're going to be in the same situation again, man. Like I was beyond the moon, know. you know, this time. You know, being a being more <laughs> of a Marvel the fan. Stand here, man. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just being more of a Marvel fan for me, this this was something that I just never thought could have ever happened. It like instantly brought me back to being. The, you know, 10 year old kid who discovered comics for the first time and, you know, watched the Spider-Man cartoon, the Fantastic Four cartoon, even though they weren't, you know, some of them weren't in the movies, just seeing them all come together in one film. And even though we've had all these movies over the last 10 years, you know, characters like Doctor Strange, Black Panther that I never thought we'd ever see on screen. And we knew we were going to get this movie. But when I actually saw it and you saw just right. the and we're going to go through some of the things but you see almost like the tag team teaming of these heroes that yeah. you know happen in like in the infinity gauntlet which by the way you can't really compare this movie to the books per se there's a lot of nods and things to it but if you're someone going to the movie looking to see the retelling of the infinity gauntlet don't expect that at all but right. for right. what it is in the marvel cinematic universe for what they set up i think from all these 10 years of movies I mean, I was blown away. It's inc- on paper. This movie should be a complete friggin' mess with right. so many heroes trying to get their moments to shine, and them yeah. saying, "Okay, we have to write this guy in. We got to write this guy in. We got to give him a purpose. Give her a purpose." They did it, and they made it seem sense where you can jump from New York City to you know all the way to the friggin' end of the galaxy, and the audience sitting there just takes it as yes, that this is it. Like, yep, I, that's yeah. right. That makes sense in this movie. Where again, on paper, it shouldn't, but it did. And to me, I think that was the biggest takeaway. I, I was just yeah. dumbfounded. Like, they made it work in this audience that I was... We went opening night, first showing in our theater, but brought my kids. And I like going to movies where the crowd is cheering. Like, I just... I love being around that. And so <laughs> the whole theater was just all about it. The energy in the room was great. And that could have played into some of it. I haven't gone for a second viewing yet where, you know, the, the theater might be a I liked bit it more the second time. I did should you? say okay, that. Good. I actually did enjoy it more the second time. Um how old why do you think that is? Curiosity. Uh, my daughter uh, is nine and my son is 11. So, and okay. they both just I, thought it was. I would awesome. say they've got to be close to like borderline that age appropriate for this movie, though. Wouldn't yeah. you think? Oh, yeah. 
Like yeah, this yeah. is by far the darkest, like most. I don't want to, don't hate me for it in the comments, but it's like the most DC vibed of any <laughs> Marvel movie out there, right? Like it's super super dark. Yeah, like my kids have, was, and, and that's the other thing. My kids, the only ones they've, my son has seen both Avengers movies, uh, Age of Ultron and the original one. And then um, on top of that, he's seen Spider-Man and my daughter's seen Spider-Man, but that's it. They haven't seen any of the other Marvel movies just because my daughter really, she just turned nine. And so, you know, she's been saying, I want to go see Black Panther. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, no, I don't think, you know, we're going to go see Black Panther. Not, not yet. Like, well, we'll get to that at some point. So my wife was a little hesitant taking, especially my daughter to this, but I'm like, no, I'm like, this is a movie that is, it's 10 years in the making. Like you need to, this is, I, I'm, I'm looking yeah. at this as a Marvel fan, as this is something that you always hear about people in 1977 that went and saw Star Wars and when they were five years old and got to see it on the screen. And, or like, you know, when you hear about like the Red Sox won the World Series and people like holding their babies in front of the TV. Like I was that, that guy like, no, you're going to oh, see yeah. this <laughs> on the big screen. Like we need to make sure you see this on the screen. And so that's why I wanted to take them. And they loved it. And, and uh, But, but what does a kid that age take away from this? Because the I, it's tough. I got to think it's difficult for them to follow the story. The on what's story, going on. right. But you know what they I took away? I don't even think it has Chris. to be a kid, though. I think if you had any any adult that you're all amped about the MCU and you're like, oh, great starting point, Infinity War. I think that's totally the wrong direction to sound oh, someone to start out. Well, yeah, yeah. this is a bad starting place for MCU. Gary, great movie, but not the right place. Yeah, no, 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 no. Gary said it in the chat. And Chris, you've been saying this forever they want Thanos to be this generation's Vader, right? I mean, that's yeah. kind of what they're doing. And yeah. like my daughter thinks like Thanos is, yep, he, he's there. She, you know, yeah. she was completely just dumbfounded by some of the things that he does in that movie. And, you know, to her, he is kind of the ultimate villain. And behind me, I have, you can see, you know, I have the, the Infinity cover sitting there and the Infinity Gauntlet over there. And she comes in here and she's like, man, that's a cool picture of Thanos. Like she knows him <laughs> now because of what mm -hmm. she saw yeah. in the movie. So that's, he definitely left an impression on her for sure. Um, yeah. But all right, let's start diving in here, guys, because, I mean, we're already trying to skate around and going down all these different things. So big yeah. spoiler alert if you've not seen the movie um, or, you know, you don't want to have things spoiled for yourself or anybody else that's maybe listening. If you're listening in your car or whatever, shut it off now and uh, come back next week because we are ready to dive in here. Um, so yeah, We've given you movie. a week, though. Go see I the mean, movie we... and then come right. back. Yes. Right? Yes. Totally yes. go see it. Please yes. do. Stop it exactly. here and you can come back. We're about 14 <laughs> minutes, 15 minutes we'll in. Wait. We'll wait for you. <laughs> where do we want to begin guys do we just do we just go with the elephant in the room and talk about thanos because i mean i think that kind of i think so to me was you know i mean marcus you mentioned that was what you thought could potentially it was a be big a hurdle yeah with the i tried CG. to kind of make a make a list here of my favorite things and then things i had issues with but i've got a lot of good ones so uh thanos is totally on there um let's i think they nailed him. thanos yeah let's let's talk I about think, him uh, what do you think they nailed about him I think, so one of my kind of issues with the movie is that there's no real character growth between any of the heroes, which I think is a crucial element that all of the other movies have really had. But I think that Thanos totally stole the show in that department in mm -hmm. this movie. They gave him all that time and they did it really, really well in the movie. And there's even like his emotional roller coaster that he even kind of goes through himself in the movie is is pretty awesome and you can totally feel all that with him in the movie they sold him really really well i was way into him mm -hmm. but i think i think by doing that they kind of undersold some of the other heroes in the movie i guess i would say they didn't get their chance to kind of stand in the spotlight they yeah. all had great flashes but 
he totally stole the show. Well, I, I think they, they had to sell him because he, to right, many people, right, still right. is somewhat of an unknown. I mean, if you're somebody who just watches the MCU, and this is something we've said has been the problem with the comic books, is you go see the movie and everybody's like, oh, wow, I love Spider-Man, and they go read the Spider-Man book, and it has nothing to do with what they saw in the movies. And Thanos yeah. is somebody that's just been absent, obviously. And so they needed to build him up. But I think for me... And why I think they they nailed him, even though this Thanos is different than the Thanos we know in the books. I mean, the Thanos from the Infinity Gauntlet or anytime we see him, it's always to impress Lady Death. Right. That's what he's there for and to just murder everybody just to impress her. And that's it. Where for them to make him be a character that you almost relate to, to to have a character who's saying, you know what, I'm the only person who has the will and has the conscience to go to a planet that I see living in poverty, you know, oh man, they have they have finite resources. All their food um, is being used up by all the people. You know, uh, parents have to wake up every morning and see their children crying and starving. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna kill half the people on this planet because I can deal with the the uh, weight of all of that, and everybody else on this planet that lives gets to live in prosperity. And like to me, it, it was almost one of those moments where it's like, he's kind of right. But he's gonna go about it the completely wrong way, and and for that to <laughs> yeah. be his motivation like, was shocking to me that they did it that way. But it it was perfect. It made him a character you could relate to. But I why think. is that the wrong way? It's the wrong way because it, it it's, it's it's murdering it's, half of the population. Okay, yeah. but here's the thing: like I I think I sent you and Gary a article about someone who. Uh, it wasn't a review for the movie. It was that they had already reviewed the movie, and this was just an article they wrote after the fact, to saying like the big glaring thing that they kept going back to was why didn't he take the opposite route instead of um, killing half the population? Why didn't he give them what they wanted? Why didn't he you get all the stones and then and give people more food or give them more housing or more water? And in my my point of view, it's like. I, I don't think you can do that because you're you're not teaching anybody anything. The biggest lesson you can teach somebody is like I literally with the snap of my fingers, you can be gone and you need that fear in people and not if you just hand food, water, shelter to people that don't really deserve it and just get it because they're they're they don't I shouldn't say deserve it. I mean, I'm not trying to make this a, a poverty stricken thing, but um if you if people know you can just give this to them just by asking that's not a life either for right. this man. He doesn't want that. He wants people to, in a way, fear him, but in a way, think he is a god, and this is his way of doing it. And yeah, I think it's, it's all a, ego for sure. It oh, is completely. Yeah. He's got an insane ego motivating him behind all of it. Hmm. Yeah. Let's see. I'm willing to have my family turn to Ash to save the universe. I'm not willing to do that, but I would be scared shitless that they that they could possibly be turned to Ash. Right. But I'm not talking for me or my family. I'm talking for Thanos. Yeah. That's his thinking. His thinking is like, I can't just give people what they want because then they're just going to be, uh, it's, we're going to have a world of excess if I do that. I need to tell people, I need, I keep going back to uh, uh, Watchmen and how people fear, fear Dr. Manhattan that he could possibly end everybody's life because they don't fall in line with uh, basically like doing the right thing and living a good life. So people have to have that fear that Dr. Manhattan is there that can just end all of this. And that's what Thanos is trying to do. I yep. get it. It's, it's, yeah, but it's Dr. Twisted. Manhattan's approach was to to just leave, right? To jump ship. That was his approach. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. No, you know, no, no, you're right. I'm not going to step in and deal with it. It's beneath me. I'm going to take off. Thanos is it's like, you. I'm going to step in I'm throwing and myself set my in own it. rule. 
and you guys, it's going to be my way or no way, right? Like that's completely different mentalities. Um, it's different. It's different mentalities, but it's still kind of the same idea of Dr. Manhattan. You're right, leaves, but people on Earth kind of stop doing what they're doing for fear of but, what he could possibly. But do you do. think, Chris? Do you think that he wants to continue? driving that fear after he finally gets the stones because we that's one of the best things about the ending to me was there was that just big homage to him just i mean what's at the end of the infinity book is it like him on a farm or yeah. one of those books is very like, similar that's literally that. what they it's that final scene and he's just kind of smiling so like at that point yeah. does he does he care what people on other planets think of him and fear him and all that because now he's just like Hey, I did it. I snapped my fingers. Half of them are gone. He he's con to me. I took it as he's now content with himself that he was able to help people. I as crazy as that sounds, it almost came off to me that Thanos truly, truly believed he needed to get those stones to help people, and that at the yeah. end, by snapping his fingers and half of them gone, because at one point he has that whole monologue about finite resources. I remember him saying he's he says something about I'm the only one with the will. And it's like, all right, yeah. well, that's why he's doing it. And so now he's content. He can go live on his farm and just be at peace. I think if he didn't feel that way, I, I don't I don't think he would have killed Gramora in this movie. Well, yeah. I think I th he did it. And that's why he cried, because he literally sure. it, 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 it it which was a terrible scene. I mean, the, the, I'm not I say terrible as in an amazing scene, but just <laughs> terribly tragic because she yeah. realizes and he realizes how much he actually loves her. And, you know, that, that that was the price. That was the price he had to pay to get that fine. Well, there's even stone. there's even the uh, the scene at the end, which is like in the the Solvers or whatever, where she asks him as the child, she says, did you get what you wanted? What did it cost you? And he looks mm -hmm. at her and he says everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is yeah. that was a pretty sweet moment, too. Um, he's a tragic. But I still say man. he's a super tyrant, man, like to. To go in and dictate and govern people by just wiping them out and then a jump ship and just grin from a distance, that is a douchebag. <laughs> it okay, is. No, not I agree. anybody doing a service to anyone. Yeah. Right. But we're, but we're, we're, we're <laughs> He's we, got we, issues, you're, man. You're totally right. And from where we stand, that was where we can sit. But putting yourself in his mindset, he thinks that he is doing the absolute right thing. And but it's that's not. It. Right? It's, that's what I mean, I'm saying. It's, it's terrible what he's doing. But possibly do. Yeah. His, I mean, I get why he does it, but he's a super villain. It's right? almost like in, in well, it's almost like he in cries, Black Panther. Marcus, he cries in the movie. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. but, but think, think about tier. Black Panther. Think about Black Panther and uh, Killmonger. Killmonger, like, I know. He, he's not wrong for what he wants to do. I know. He's but not wrong for that. Are really messed up. The method. Who are you talking about? Killmonger and Thanos. Okay. Both. Yeah. Like, talk about their methods. Years. Their their methods may be questionable, but. Their reasoning is not that far off of being okay and right. Maybe Thanos maybe go over the top of killing half of the freaking universe. I get that, <laughs> but in, in Killmonger, like yeah, like I we said in in in, in our show that yeah. people in our country should be able to relate to him more than Black Panther. Yeah, because because those people are all about country and and standing oh, up I for think your country. That, yeah, well. And Clearly, Killmonger is like the most grounded, real-world person in Black Panther. I would, I would say everybody oh. else has has been sheltered, living in. Oh, Conor totally, Holt, yeah, man. Right, but I think that Killmonger still, even the way he approaches it, he's like the, the an eye for an eye, right? 
he's like, our people are being oppressed and this is going on. Let's start oppressing everybody else and show the have the biggest fist. Right. Mm -hmm. And Thanos is I think it's less personal for him. He just does it because like just because he's a tyrant. Like, I don't know what other real motivation he has. Like, why is it so personal for Thanos? Um, I don't know. But I, I know Thanos has been to more places than any of the Avengers have. You know, yeah. all we know is Earth. So what all we see is Earth. He sees would, the entire universe. I would say the scenes with Gamora as a child and his mentality about taking her in um, and him feeling so justified with that and raising her in this weird warped environment and just like blatant. Let's be, he's just abusing this child, right? He's Pretty kidnapped much. a child yeah. and he's abused this child his whole life. Yep. Like, I don't know how you can justify any of that mentality, man. This guy is terrible. He's a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. His methods are so wrong. They're so selfish and so wrong. I I, yep. I agree with you, but I, again, <laughs> well, again. See, that's, a, that's the thing. I agree. I agree with you. However, I think, like Chris said, in his mindset, it right. just makes sense. You know, right. like he he just he's he's a terrible person. I mean, he is, man. Yeah. I mean, that that is the way to say yeah. it. But he just he is so true with his convictions or believes in in the way that he thinks things need to be, and that just forces him to do some of these just terrible terrible things and, and it's, but i will say this i i'm i'm happy that he has uh, a literal voice now like we, i can associate yes. josh brolin uh with this character now and and when i go back and and i didn't i didn't want to read uh infinity gauntlet before the series before it again not because i i was hoping to pull things out and correlate it to the movie um but i wanted to read it after the fact to have however Josh Brolin presented him in comic book. In your form. head, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and now he, I think he did a absolutely amazing job. I think we were talking to our buddy Derek, who gets animated on a number of topics when we talked to him, and he yep. was throwing out like the Oscar nomination. I, I mean, no. I don't know if you can do that, but um, he he was he was every bit as villainous as this man truly is, and I thought he. I thought he crushed it. Man. Yeah, he, he definitely he brought him to so, life. I mean, yeah, real good. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, let, let's, uh, I guess, kind of just go to the beginning of the film because when you, the first scene that we have is them, you know, which basically is the end of Thor Ragnarok. You see them on the mm -hmm. ship, you know, they have Loki and Thor. And right away, I mean, it just sets the tone for who this character is. So if you didn't know who Thanos was within the first five minutes of the movie, you know who he is and just how powerful he is. I mean, you see the Hulk come flying out of nowhere and just throw a few punches at him, and Thanos just takes him like yeah. a champ and just goes right yeah, back at him. I mean, that was just amazing. Which I was think, cool to see that in the beginning. It and it was really cool because of the scene. And, and we we uh, you know when trailers come out, we always break them down. And that scene with Loki holding up the stone or the Tesseract, and you're like, oh, okay, what does that mean? Is he is he siding with with Thanos? And literally like two seconds after, you know we got a Hulk and here comes Hulk and you're like, all right. That, and that's what I love about trailers. Like we were completely wrong right there. Yep. So, um, but yeah, the way Thanos just takes that beating from, from Hulk, um, is the reason why Hulk, you don't see him the rest of the movie right. in Hulk form. Yep. yep. Uh, I thought Even I, I, in the trailers, they totally showed him. Oh yeah. Like running, like, right. It shows the, him running the out scene. of the jungle and like there, he was in trailer shots and I was, yep. I kept right. waiting for that to happen throughout the movie and it just, it doesn't. Never and did. there were so many times where they could have it happen. And every time I'm thinking like, Oh, here it comes. It's going to be another awesome, like spine chilling moment. And it never happens, which means 
when it finally does happen in Avengers 4, it's going to be freaking epic when it finally happens. Because they Hopefully. kept, there were so many it moments will. where it could happen. Oh, it's <laughs> Come on. It's um, but yeah. I so much of this movie depends on the next one. It really does. Yeah. It, it's so much. I think so. What do you think of the uh, the Loki death there in the beginning too, man? That was pretty. Uh, that was that was because my daughter, you know, she had never really, she didn't even know who those characters were, and when she saw that, she was like, "Oh, he's dead." And I'm like, "Yeah." You know, well, actually, I think I remember yeah, she leaned over. She's like, "Is he dead?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's dead." He might be the I, person that's died the most times in the MCU. <laughs> yes. Right. Like, I don't know if I believe yeah. it. You don't think he's done? I don't. I I'll be honest with you, I don't think anybody that died in this movie's dead. That's one of the issues I have with it. I think that they tried to set that in as such a, they set us up for that before we ever saw it. People are going to die. It's going to be epic. I don't think anybody's dead. Maybe Heimdall is dead. Yeah, right? he like, probably like is. Maybe he's dead. But even him and like Ragnarok was kind of insinuated to the villains that he was dead and he came back and ended up helping well, that's, to save the, the Dude, that's like, one of the, the negative things I've seen a lot of people saying like, oh, well, we knew, you know, there's another Black Panther movie and oh, there's another Spider-Man. So it did nothing. Their deaths just mean nothing, you know, yada, yada. And it's like, well, you have a guy who's wearing a glove and you clearly see him at the end of the movie turn back time. Yeah, nobody's dead. Yeah. They're going to just turn back time and they're all going to come right. back. I mean, that's what's yeah. going to happen. That's going to happen. So, you know, there's no, I don't know. I don't it would have been different, though, if like Captain America would have died or Iron Man would have died. Oh, that would have been Peter totally Parker, different. Dude, come on. That was like, that I mean, was, there was the people best bawling death scene in the theater. I've seen in a long time. Yeah. That was amazing when he was just like, I don't want to die. You know, Mr. Stark. Oh, he instantly turned oh. into a 10 year old kid. Like in that scene, he turns yep. into the child that like Tony refuses to see him as and did that in Tony's arms like that was yep. super brutal. Well, That's he finally he was finally anointed an Avenger yeah. And, yeah. and he finally got what he wanted. And now he's dying. And actually, I read that that whole scene was totally ad libbed with really? him, like with him, like going into Iron Man's arms and like, you know, crying like I don't want to go like that was completely ad libbed. Wow. And, and they left it in, man. And that is, man, what a gut-wrenching scene in that movie. Oh, yeah. One of the best scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I think easily, yeah. I mean, I think that was the one, you know, when you saw, like, Bucky fading. And, and I mean, the, the Groot one was a little rough, too. But but the Peter Parker one was the one that I, you, I mean, I could hear people sniffling and, like, crying all around us in yes. the theater. That was that was the one yeah. I think that definitely hit home. The Peter Parker one was crazy. I, and, and I told you, Mark, the Bucky one really shocked me because it set the tone he was the first one to go and we've always talked and people who follow the comics always know that you know he he takes the mantle so in our circle we're thinking like yeah maybe he won't maybe uh, captain america the the current captain america won't die maybe in this one but he will maybe in avengers 4 and that's his send-off and bucky will take over and again we're getting ahead of ourselves of like assuming all these people are coming back but to have him be the first one to go to me was shocking because I'm th the entire time I'm thinking like he's going to take it over and he still might and still probably will. Um, but the fact that they made him the first one, I think in my mind was almost a calculated move yeah. to make him the very first one to go. I thought that's what was cool was that, you know, they really kind of, 
not I don't want to say tease, but they basically went against what everybody thought. You know, we thought Tony or we thought that, you know, Captain America, yeah. one of them, Steve Rogers, one of them was going to die. And instead they did the complete opposite and like killed mm-hmm. Black Panther, you know, Peter Parker, all these heroes. So I think that's where in the moment it was very shocking. Like, whoa, like, wait a minute. Like, what what the heck? I didn't expect to see Peter Parker like crying in Tony Stark's yeah. eyes dying. Like, I didn't I expected to see the opposite, like especially when Tony gets stabbed. I mean, that was like. You know, it, it was shocking quick when it happened, and it's like, all right, here we go. Like, Tony Stark is going to die, and then he does it. Well, you know, and it, basically, we're stripped down now to our core Avengers team again. That yeah. original Avengers right. team is the only people that are alive, which I think is right. super noteworthy because that could potentially make movie number four the send-off, the send-off right? Off like, they're the them. ones that survive. They have to go yep. through all this to bring everybody back, which they're clearly going to do, mm-hmm. and maybe that'll be their send-off, right? Like, Tony's going to get married. And decide to settle down or else he's not going to be able to to keep pepper right they'll be done mm-hmm. again so yeah. he'll be out captain's just getting old he looks really worn out so does black widow right it's like i i could see them doing that which will be great but i think until that happens i'm not totally willing to say that it was done well in this movie like hmm. it's going to take that happening in the next one for me to totally you got to see the resolution of all that uh I gotcha. And I'm not going to sit here and just be like, it's the best thing ever because they're potentially going to do this next thing. <laughs> right, and like, they don't do it. I don't know. Right? <laughs> you, it's you like... <laughs> you want to see them. Maybe they will. Yeah. But I'll tell like, you... Maybe with, they will. I don't know. With all, the deaths at, with all the deaths at the end, like, and with the first one with Bucky, and it it took me some time to, like, just realize, and not some time, but it was, it was just a quick, what is going on here? And they just kept one by one, just like picking these people off. And I'm, I'm just wanting to like say, just all right. Can you pause this movie for a second so I can like process what is going on right now? <laughs> yeah. And then another one goes, I and then another one goes, and I'm like, just stop. Every, just please stop. Like I can't do this all at once. You need to do like give me some breathing room in between these people just turning into dust. It was brilliant, and there was very little music. It wasn't like this big orchestral. Uh, that, that that the music made you have as much feels as what was going on in the acting. It was all in the the moment, and it was gut wrenching across the board. And 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 even when when Doctor Strange went, that was kind of surprising to me. Yeah. I don't know. I just, because and we had talked about it, you know, in the whole fourteen million things that he had seen in the future. You gotta think the one where everybody survives is the one he where he gets thrown up. Yeah, exactly. But. Man, um, I don't know. Like, I almost came away with it as like the way it ended up all boiling down in the end. It almost like trivialized the deaths in the movie because so many people did die, and ninety nine percent of those people we are all fully aware have another movie coming out, right? Like they they didn't kill off yeah. anyone that we aren't aware of. Even even like Gamora, Gamora is the only strong female character in the MCU right now other than black widow right um but as far as who they killed they can't get rid of her right like we that's something that they're lacking on their end of it man there's no way they can get rid of her but that's not to me to me that's not the point of of these people are going to be coming back right to me it's to me it's like they right now killed that many people in a movie that doesn't happen in big blockbuster hollywood movies Uh, we're, we're comic book fans I guess nobody's maybe that's nobody's where... ever dead in a comic. Yeah, see, you know and that I mean? was that like, was me. It was like you have a guy who has a, a gauntlet on, like a turn back time. Of course, they're coming back. 
So exactly. to me, that yeah. I, that's not even you know when you're reading reviews of people saying that, I'm like, don't that's not even the point. Like, no, it's it's like what to me, it's like what Chris said. It's like in the moment in this theater in the summer or whatever spring of 2018, there are people crying because they just killed off half of the superheroes who they love. That doesn't happen. Right. In a summer I still come back you know? to if they would have killed Iron Man or Captain America, this would be a totally different conversation, and we would be now we would be saying, will they come back? Like true. that would have more impact to me. Right now we're like, oh, they're totally coming back. Like, where's right, the lasting right. impact that's true. from that? Right? Like, it's there is none of that. Like, no. It, I, but the, to I, me, that's after the fact stuff, though. Like, I, and I agree with you. And and the people, yeah. If they had killed Iron Man, it would have been maybe even a more wow factor. That doesn't make what they killed less of a wow factor. And like Mark and I are saying, like in that moment, I am sitting there, my jaw is dropped at all these people that are going. I, I couldn't believe that they were doing that. And I didn't walk out of the theater thinking like they're gone for good. But and like I said, the, the fact that they took that many people away. And in, and when we go back to Loki, we all wanted to like kind of, uh, you know, just come up with who's going to die in this movie. And in the first 10 minutes, they they kill him. And I think a lot of people might have thought there's there's the death. Maybe there's going to be another one down the road. Nobody thought there was going to be gonna as many as they did, especially so, you know what, especially because you forget knew they were going to kill someone else. You, What's you, that? As soon as Loki died, as soon as Loki died, I because he's already died. Like that's the game he plays. <laughs> he died how many times? Right. Like we've all he's played that card before. Like as soon as he yeah, died, I was like, I okay, it. that's not it. Like who's the next? I mean, one? honestly, dude, I they kept waiting did, for this they, big impact death. They could have did, did Gamora, and they could have did the Tony Stark with the sword or knife, whatever it was that went through him, and they could have stopped pretty much there and then i think we we forget at the moment when they all fade away just shortly before that we were all thinking that scarlet witch did it right that she blew up the stone on vision's head and oh it's you know she you think she wins and then suddenly nope wrong and he does he snap his fingers or whatever he does and turns back time and maybe he twists his hand yeah. or whatever like that and then it all starts happening so you so just moments before you see all those deaths Everybody in the theater is cheering and excited, like, yes, they stopped Thanos. This is it. You know, okay, maybe Tony's going to die. Maybe it's going to be. And then, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Like, he did it. He's getting the gem. And then that's where, when it all happened. So kind of in that moment, yeah. I think the way they delivered those deaths was a good way to do it. Because it, yeah. you, you were elated that, that you thought the movie was won and that Thanos had been stopped. But it was like, no, you, you know, didn't happen. Well, and, and the and thing I really liked about that scene was that it confirmed it's the real time stone, right? Like True. I yeah. had originally thought that this um, uh, Doctor Strange like played like how he did at the end of his movie or like caused a time loop or like did something where he still had possession of the time stone. But Thanos clearly used it. So he's got, he's got the it. real stone. Oh, sure, right? yeah. He has to have yeah. it. Yeah. So I, mm -hmm. I was really pleased when he did that because, all right, we're not playing around. As far as Thanos goes, he has all the power right now. And he is basically a god, which is yeah. like. I love that they did that with him. Again, like major kudos as far as the whole Thanos thing went. They really nailed all that. Which is shocking. You... I didn't think he'd get all the stones by the end of this movie. I honestly I, dude, I was just going to bring that, that up. That blew me was, away. Yeah. Yeah. I that was, was really going into this wondering that same exact thing. Are, are they going to have him get all of them in one movie or are they going to maybe have him be like one or two away and then in the second movie is where he gets all the power? The fact that they did it in the first one uh, – they got a lot to live up to now because mm -hmm. like, yeah. like Marcus said, like, yeah, he, he's a God right now. How are they going to take this guy down? I don't know. Well, and it, it, it'll answer the questions we had earlier about him. It's like, now what do you do? Do you sit in your little hut with a grin on your face for eternity? There's no way that's going to satisfy him. Right. Mm -hmm. He's going to kidnap some other kid and make them the new <laughs> prodigy. He's got to, right. He's yep. definitely got that weird 
fetish right. going on. <laughs> right? It's like Were you guys surprised that um that Doctor Strange turned it over his stone over for his reasoning to let Iron Man live. Someone who he doesn't really have a history with in terms of the movies. Didn't he say, didn't he say at one point in the movie too, he says like, if it comes down to it where, you know, it's saving you or didn't he say that? I mean, I've only seen it the one time, Mark, because if you saw it the second yeah. time, doesn't straight say, yeah, saying, he does say he's he like, he I have kill, no, he'd kill you or the boy is what he says. Yeah. Yeah. yeah about Spider-Man. And it's when they're in the ship and they're like, they're still flying right after they saved Dr. Strange. Yep. So, so what, what changed in that short amount of time? What he was saw, it, dude, was it the 14 well, million even, views? But how do we even know that he uh, cares about Tony? Or is or is that just that one poss- possibility out of the 14 million, right? right. Like maybe yeah. it has nothing personal to do with Tony at all. Yeah. It's just that he's part of that process. That's the end. Because he says that's the end game. So maybe he just knows. Yeah. If anything, maybe there are 7 million where he gives up the stone. And he knows at least just that in that one where they win. The stone is given up, and he's like, "Well, this is the only shot we." Oh, got. And I'm sure that he's cursing Tony as he's getting dusted. Right? He's just like, <laughs> "That's the only one." And yeah, you get to love you, son of a bitch. Right? It's just like he doesn't like him through the movie. They had some of the best banter in the movie. I, I think that this movie nailed each each hero. Really did get their own time in the spotlight, and they really yep. interacted with each other really well, but very individually. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't there wasn't a team element in this movie, which I think that was one of my, my biggest issues with it. I, I almost feel like I would feel better about this movie if it was just called Infinity War. Like, don't call it Avengers. It's not an Avengers movie. I would movie. agree with yeah, that, man. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, there was no it's reason a, to put it's Avengers It's a crossover, it. which they nail, right? It's totally a big crossover event. It's done so well that way. But this is not an Avengers movie. It and does just, not just resolve like... any of the Avengers drama that we've all been like on the edge of our seat wanting to see happen. Zero it's like Civil War. Answer. Civil War wasn't Captain America movie. Like, no, true. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so I, I, I agree with that. Like, why, why are they it, doing? I that? think it's just one of those things for the general audience, let's say, and people not like us who are invested, like to say, oh, there's the Captain America movie. We know we're gonna see him, and oh, Avengers. I know this is gonna be a bunch of superheroes. It probably just has something to do with that. I don't um, know. I would think. I, but I almost wish it just be like MC. You know, Marvel's Infinity War. Marvel's like Infinity. that would be there. Better. You go. Like, that would just be call it that. Yep. You were going to encompass everyone, and mainly for me because I really went into this excited to see what's going to happen with the Avengers, right? And and where where's this Avengers element, this team element in there, which is one of my absolute favorite parts about it, the other Avengers movies, and none of that happened. Like there was no team growth. There you never heard well, anything about what Cap was doing the whole time. Like where the hell was he? You never knew that. Never talked. He never even had a conversation with Tony through the whole movie. It's like. Like Tony never even was the one that called him, right? Like I was right. really thinking, like, come on, call him. Like, let's resolve this to some degree, and maybe four will make up for all that. I don't know. Oh, they will. But yeah, it's yeah. like until saving. that happens, I don't know. It's it's hard I mean, to judge it until then. I think the idea. I mean, it, I guess if you look at it as yes, it, the Avengers was in the title, and the, the you never really felt the team. Maybe they shouldn't have put Avengers in there, but I kind of liked it. It never truly felt like a team. Like this was literally all these heroes that we've seen all this time in the moment because they had they had no choice you know it's like yeah. spider-man just has to find himself up on a spaceship with dr strange with tony Stark. like they just all were kind of thrown in or when they, the guardians finally meet thor and then when the guardians end up meeting tony stark and just the way all that plays off you couldn't have the character development between those heroes and in real life in the moment if that was actually happening 
they wouldn't be able to spend two hours to explain who they are or talk about right. the, the adventures they've been yeah. on. It's like, this is the, okay, you're a good guy. Let's go. We, we have this common <laughs> enemy. We, this is what we need yeah. to do right now. We can worry right. about that stuff later. And so I, and of course that was kind of the convenient way for them to make it a two and a half hour movie and not have to make it a massive eight hour epic film or whatever. But um, I thought that was cool, and I think that's what led to a lot of the just funny dialogue. I mean, that, that one scene you see yeah. in, the, in the trailers, and it's still, like, one of the best scenes. I've seen a lot of memes going around today about it where Dr. Strange is like, hey, I'm Dr. Strange. Or, you know, Peter introduces himself first. He's like, hey, I'm Peter Parker. And he goes, you know, oh, I'm Dr. Strange. And he goes, oh, we're using our fake names? I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's even how people on the Internet are. Like, think about how people introduce themselves. Like, here we, the three of us, use our first names, but... I have guests on Guardian Radio all the time and they just go by their, you know, gamer tag or whatever. Or when yeah. I was at Bungie, people were walking around with name tags on with, you know, whatever their their screen name is or YouTube name their underneath it. Their real <laughs> name. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. My, dude, my name tag said Mark Turcott underneath it. Mark Turcott. Like they put my name <laughs> twice because that's just that's who funny. I am. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. That, that's great. Like they, they acknowledge that in the movie and there was just so much more to that. Um, uh, humor wise. The, the the scene that just got me like no other was uh thor and like star lord oh my god that was with, with him with him <laughs> taking the, oh with him taking the accent <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, oh my god that was brilliant and that i've never like he he has become like uh i turning to like social media star lord people want to like crucify him they're, they're blaming him for all of this well, with the whole grimora thing fault, which right? i, I mean just, it, yeah, they have, uh, that dude, all part they of Doctor it. Strange's thing, right? Like, who knows? Like, we—I don't know. There's so much speculation around all that. Like, What's that? Like, did Doctor Strange know he was going to do that too? And like, did that? Like, he had to have. He'd already oh seen my, how see, many millions before it, right? It's like, uh, could we do that for like this entire movie? Like, did Doctor Strange? <laughs> what would Doctor Strange? Oh, know? totally, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, I, uh, but it, it just the fact that you saw that glove coming. It's coming off, off. man. It's almost like you saw Thanos's fingertips. Yeah. And at yeah. the last second, I mean, I get where <laughs> Star Lord's coming from, but um, and and getting getting annoyed, but just deal with that later. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. your woman just died, and and that's pretty traumatic for you. But man, like. You just screwed the universe because. Yep, it's his fault, man. He got feels in your Johnson. His voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. I would. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough call on all. Like, you're gonna have to wait till four. Like, there's so many unanswered questions after this movie, and I would love to watch four and then go back and see this one and just be like, this was so great. It was so everything they did was so necessary and so worth it to culminate in four. But I, until I get that, it's hard to say. I feel like this one had so many things in it that were um, like cliche Marvel things, right? Like there was this massive laundry list of of all these notes from all the other movies that were like the things that sold those movies. And they all had a little box next to them. And as they were writing the script, they were making sure to check those all off, right? It's like they all have to do this. They only get this much time on screen. Make sure the, that the time they're on the screen they're as cliche as they possibly could be from these other ways we know them, right? And they all had those moments. And I felt like by the end, it seemed it seemed obvious that that's what they were doing, which I it wasn't as creative as I thought it would be. Oh, Does that make really? sense? Um, I mean, it, it was like Spider-Man. Spider-Man has his pop culture reference. Of course he does, right? It's like that's in there. 
it's they just they all kept doing those types of things like Thor and uh, I loved the banter. I think they all had some really great lines with each other. Um, I think Tony and Doctor Strange are one of my favorites. I loved Thor and Star Lord. They were super good to get. Thor and Rocket were awesome, right? Yep. Like, yeah. Individually, they, they all had these great moments. It just it it really felt like they were. They were really trying to just make sure to include everything. But isn't that what we were there for? Like to me, that's like I—that's what I wanted, like almost out of this because it's you know we, it just acknowledged and it almost seemed like this movie was for the fans. You know, it it didn't take for granted, for sure. You know, or it looked it looked at people maybe who didn't see the movies and said we're not going to even bother and explaining anything to you. Like if you didn't no, see the previous can't. movies or eighteen movies or whatever it is, too bad. You don't <laughs> even come along for the ride, or if yeah. you do. Hopefully you can get the jokes because everything else is there. It was inside jokes. It was always acknowledging and um, just the fact that we all saw those movies. And to me, that's yes. what was awesome. So we've seen those pop culture references, seeing, um, you know, which like Doctor Strange. I mean, Doctor Strange was more badass in this movie than he was in his own friggin movie. Like to me, that was one. Of, he was one of the shining characters besides thanos to see him like just doing some incredible mysticism and i mean the one scene when they're fighting thanos and he's opening the portal so spider-man can jump through i mean that was something i never would have thought i'd ever see on a screen but he's you know you see spider-man come kick kick thanos in the face jump back in another portal come out of this portal boom and he's just That's just awesome. jumping around yeah and that so, was cool you know but but it's because we knew what dr strange could do in his movie and seeing that combined with spider-man's abilities it just pulled it all together for me as a fan and like that's what i wanted to see so yeah it was like super eye candy for sure like the whole movie was like fanfare eye candy so do you think at the end of four is this going to change something in the rest of the movies or do you think that three and avengers three and four will be their own little block of movies that you never even have to watch if you don't want to because you don't miss out on anything like will that happen Mm. because right now that's how this one stands yeah you know, until we see four again. But right now, other than Thanos, and I guess, you know, he did his dusting of everybody making people disappear. It is its totally own separate thing that we don't have to. If they're not going to address the Avengers splitting up and all that kind of this, the other stuff they left us hanging on. Maybe these two are just separate. They could be their own thing. Yeah, I didn't really think about that, but there, it could be. It could be. I, th- I think with just just what I'm expecting the ending of four to be. And when, when I say that, I mean, obviously I don't know what the hell it's going to be, but I think as traumatic as all these events are going to be, the, the resolution of things that have happened in the past, they're not good. Those people aren't going to care. You know, these heroes aren't going to care about it because these two films are going to be so traumatic in their lives that it doesn't matter. Civil war Mm. doesn't matter anymore, you know, to Tony Mm. and and Steve Rogers. I mean, the fact that they are just going to be able to survive and save everyone else that's going to be ah, see, I have an issue man. with that because I want to know what happens. I want them to have that conversation. But they, they're not going to have the chance to do it, man. Like this is they're in this now. This is Dude. it. It bums like, me out. This that is the, beyond, the universe this is, beyond, is on the line. This is yeah, beyond yeah. our bro. Their bromance being over. Like, exactly. They, this is to that next level now. I, right. I don't know. The universe like is if, on the line. We, like we're going to put our. If they just if Cap and Iron Man retire and we never get back to that, that's a little disappointing for me. It wouldn't be for me. Like I'd be like, dude, we just survived they're, the dude, literal they're gonna apocalypse. Team up in four. They're going to team up in four, they do are. something yeah, to be the to. heroes, and then Here's at the, the end, thing. there'll like, be some quick little nod to it. Like, remember we were arguing whatever you know last year about blah blah blah, and, and now we're saving the friggin' galaxy. Like that's right. Well, and who knows? Like I did really like the scene with Rhodes. 
right? Like I love, like that was super brief too, but at least they acknowledged that in that short scene that Rhodes regrets the decision he made and clearly, right? Because now he's paralyzed. But aside from that, he regrets siding with Iron Man on everything. And now he totally does agree with Cap on all that. And like maybe Iron Man feels the same way, but we'll never know now potentially, right? right. I like, I really did enjoy that scene in the movie because at least it was addressed. So That's true. I, I took that away from it as like, cool. We're not going to just completely but I think ignore that. There's there's two ways from a fan standpoint to look at this movie. And I think like Mark and I are one are on one, Turks and I are on one side, Marcus is on another. And those two sides are, Marcus, you are holding out complete judgment of Infinity War until after uh, Avengers 4. And Mark yeah. and I are In gushing over this. And if Avengers 4 doesn't address some stuff, then we will retroactively say, well, why the hell they did, didn't they do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I get your way. Like, you I wanna... went into this, though, wanting those things that I'm talking about, right? And right. they didn't do any of them. So that's why I'm more apprehensive about it, because now I'm more apprehensive that they will do those in four. They didn't do them in this one, right? So it's like, maybe they'll come around and do it again, and I will like this movie better if they do that. But I, I, I don't know. And right now, I'm just loving this movie. I don't care. I, I do care. Trust me. I, right now, I'm not even thinking about Avengers 4. I am in the Infinity War world right now. And then next year, after Avengers 4 comes out, if for whatever reason, and I do not anticipate it happening, that letting me down, then I can be like, they just, they had this amazing thing in Infinity War and they let it go with yeah. what they did in Avengers 4. I can't anticipate that. I have all the faith yeah. in the world that uh, they'll crush this again. So I get your side of it. You're, you're the uh, see it to the end, show me that you well, knew, I, I think, knew what you were doing in the beginning yeah. when you created all of this. And I'm just the, in the here and the now. This movie was freaking off the charts. Well, and I think yeah. I'm a huge fan of those other two Avengers movies. Like, I would put Avengers 1 as my all-time favorite MCU movie. I think that that movie, that movie is done so well. It ends the first, uh, the first phase so well. It brings the team together. They're so naive and ignorant at being a team because it's their first time out. And it's like... It has all that awesome team stuff in it. Yeah, but dude, like you brought up the, th the you brought up the the term uh, eye candy. Yeah. The first Avengers movie was nothing but eye candy, dude. That that was well for moments, it, but it has a lot of character development and does, a lot of yeah. character building sure, in yeah. that movie. And they go from we have so many egos building right now that we're balancing to if we set those aside we can work as a team and be awesome. And it, like, it sells that moment so well in that first movie. And then I think even in the second movie, you deal with Tony uh, where he can't get past his own ego and he's going to start making decisions now that affect the whole team because it's because it's best for him and what he thinks. He's almost got the Thanos mentality, right? Yeah, and true. that all yeah. starts to happen and you start to see the threads coming apart in this Avengers team, right? And then as it all keeps building in the other movies, I wanted something like that in this in this movie, and mm. it's not there. Nothing like that exists in this movie other than the Thanos side of it. All right, so do you remember the movie, uh, I'm sure you do, Pearl Harbor? Yeah. Okay. That great Ben Affleck movie. Another really good, yes, I was just going <laughs> to say. That great Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> I bet you're wondering where I'm going with this, so... Uh, it, it, and they tried to make it like Titanic and they tried to make like a, a, a war, yeah. you know, this this 
this horrible tragedy and they tried to pull a love story out of it. So before the uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor happened, you had that love triangle going on, correct? Yep. Right? Okay. So fast forward to Pearl Harbor happens, you escape death 10,000 times over, and after all the dust has settled and the fires are put out, what happens? They're still mad about the love triangle. Are you kidding me? You, <laughs> you're alive. You know what I mean? Who cares about who's in love with who right now? And I feel like that's like you're you're wanting these two dudes who are at odds right now to still be at odds, even though literally the universe is on the line right now. And a dude yeah, who has the snap so of his finger as, as finite as like Captain America and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, like nobody else on the team brings it up either. It's like it just is never an issue that's even brought up or not even. I don't know. They never address any of that. Again, it, again, I I wouldn't have such an issue with that if it was just called Infinity War. Like that would alleviate so okay. much of that. I format. see. I get that. I get but that. Man. But it's totally called Avengers. It is nothing like Avengers one or two. It has none of those team okay. elements in it. So th- that's one of my biggest issues with it is that it's they're selling it as an Avengers movie. And the Avengers and even are, as casually are... as they make Spider-Man an Avenger, or there's even jokes in it where they're like, the Avengers derp derp, right? And that happens so many times in the movie. And it's like, is it just a joke now? Like, are we going to get back to like the Avengers are a real thing? Like what's happening with this Avengers part of it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I can it, understand. that. And I think part of that is just, you know, our knowledge of what the Avengers are in the books. And then now you got to look at what the Avengers are in the MCU, and and they are quite literally a fractured team that only came together a few times, right? They were a team that came together a few times that were yeah. great, and then every other time we see them, they're just a mess. Because essentially that Captain America Civil War movie is really, let's say it, an Avengers movie, kind of, because there's so many themes there. You see the, you know, I mean, hell, even Spider-Man Homecoming almost as an Avengers movie, right? Because at the end, he's trying to become an Avenger and you go back to, you know, yeah. the, the Avengers building and you just see the team is just never really, besides those first two movies, really together. And so I, I agree with you, man. They probably shouldn't have put Avengers in the title, but based on the MCU for what those movies end up having having become... It, it I, will sell. It, it's really it just... Oh, sell. totally. Well, I think that <laughs> you know, a huge point. But yeah, I, mean, I it's see a, that. a huge point of all the movies... But that's what this is. Like, this is, it is a comic book crossover. Like, that's the point of that's a comic book is. crossover yep. is to bring a bunch of these heroes together, have a bunch of splash pages where they're all being cool superheroes with really little substance, and then throw in, um, especially these big villain ones. Like, even the comic book, there's very little in the um, Infinity Gauntlet comic book that really makes you care about the heroes. It's all about Thanos. It's all about Thanos, right? exactly. You yes. don't really care yep. about them. They're just, they're... They're fodder in the movie, right? Basically, right? And then you deal with Thanos through the whole thing. And they nailed that. I totally give them super amounts of credit for that. But I missed that hero side of it. I think the the point is moot on, uh, you know, Iron Man and reaching out to Captain America because he couldn't have got a hold of them because he's got a flip phone. And... He's just got terrible service on that, not a football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He's got sprint. He's got sprint. That's what he, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he couldn't have got a hot touch with him if he tried. Uh, that's great. Um, let's let's real, talk real quick because I saw Ed, who uh, OBX boy in the chat, uh, brought it up, and you know we kind of asked like, where do they go from here? And I know I'm kind of jumping to the end of the movie, and we'll go back to some of the other stuff, but I do want to talk about this because it does. 
Kind of, it's something that's kind of been building, I think, in all these movies is as the heroes have become publicly known and we saw, you know, in Civil War, the big theme of that movie is like, man, when you guys do these battles, you're destroying buildings, you're, you know, killing people. I mean, Age of Ultron, you have just casualties, you know, of, mm. of just civilians. And so it was kind of hinting that we were going to be going off Earth. And Ed mentions in the chat that the MCU is going that way. I mean, Captain Marvel takes place out in the galaxy, um, you know, out, out in the universe. I mean, the Nova Corps, I'm, I'm hoping, is going to be part of that Captain Marvel movie somehow come in. I mean, there's been rumblings recently about a, a, just a standalone Nova movie. Um, mm -hmm. What do you guys think? I mean, is that kind of where the next phase is headed is off Earth, and we'll get like the Spider-Man, maybe like a Secret Wars type thing, like going out that way, and maybe at that point Sony lets them bring Venom in, or Disney's able to kind of close that deal, and mm. we start really going out to space more. Do you think that's kind of where the direction of these movies now are going to go? What? Who wants to? Who um, wants to go? You want to go? <laughs> I I totally think it could. I I think that they are definitely um, leading into that. I mean. In, Tony's even left in outer space at the end of this movie, right? True. Like he's yeah. like the solo guy that's stuck out there now. Like how he's how's he going to get back, right? Like I I think they're definitely bringing in more of the uh cosmic, I guess you there could you call go. it, that's elements the term, yeah. to the movie for sure. Um and Captain Marvel's going to do some of that. Uh Nova might be one. I think I mean, Adam Warlock. We, Where, for sure. Adam Warlock? Yes, that's totally I'm what I was going to say. Warlock. Yeah. He, I hope he's in 4. That will sell this movie so much more for me if they bring him into number 4. Like all these things I'm chopping at the bit to get. Um mm -hmm. Yes. I think the answer the short answer is yes. Um I, I can see them doing it. Um I I I think that's a little bit of a tougher sell because and and will Disney even let them do that? And almost have themselves compete with Star Wars because I think that's what it might turn into. Is you already have your space opera in Disney, yeah. you know what I mean? So will Disney let them do that? First of all, uh, and I don't know if they really want to. I, th I they will. I think they'll will. There will be maybe standalone movies that will focus uh, more of spatial type of of movies, but I think. The majority of them will still be grounded on Earth. Hmm. I, I think I think they'll branch out into outer space, definitely. But um, they've I don't already know. started started to kind of do that, really, right? Like with right. Guardians, Thor Ragnarok yeah. was out yep. in well, space. That's what, now we've got exactly. this. I mean, that's right? what I was like, they've say already is, started to do that. I, I think that this movie really solidifies it and makes it. I don't want to say normal, but I think acceptable maybe is a term where the audience can see these things and accept it. Like, it seems like prior to this, like if the first Iron Man movie came out like 10 years ago and it was Iron Man in space, like people be like, what the hell is this? Yeah, you know, yeah, like people right. just couldn't, yeah, yeah. It, it literally took 10 years to have an audience be accepting of, okay, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange and Iron Man are getting on a spaceship and they're going way the hell out to space. And now exactly. yeah. it just made sense. Um, and, you know, that's why I can't wait for Captain Marvel to see kind of how that's all going to play out. Um, and then, of course, because for people that don't know, that movie actually takes place in the 90s, um, which kind of explains the ending. Uh, if you stay for the very, very final uh, scene in the whole movie after the credits and you see, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Nick Fury paging literally paging her on a pager because of course she doesn't have a cell phone because there weren't <laughs> it's great got extra lights and blinky things on it it's like a night it's a it's really a nice super pager. pager yeah uh, <laughs> a cosmic pager uh, but yeah. he pages Doc captain marvel and so then that's going to go back and tell her story and supposedly at some point and i didn't remember the line until i actually read an article about it but in iron man 2 
he tells Tony like there you're not the first hero like that Earth knows, yeah. and so it's it's you know of course her. Um, so I can't wait, you know, to kind of see how that's going to play out. Um, let's talk about those. And I mean, there was that that ending scene, but how great I thought it was fantastic. The the quote unquote first scene before the the final credit scene was the scene of just the title, and then it just fades away, man, just yeah. in silence. Yeah. Like, oh, and that normally, like great. you know, your, your your end credits are these big, vibrant, you know, moving pieces. And yep. then it ends with the the title screen, and then you go into a, a, a mid credit scene, and that was not the it was very just black with white lettering, and yeah, it, it it just had a different feel. And I think you can't you can't have this bright uh, finale when you've just ripped the guts out of people. Yeah, like you showing Ant Man jumping way. around like, hey, I'm still alive. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Second. This movie really, by the end of it, um, this is one of my favorite end credit scenes. I think is with that Captain Marvel and the pager and all that. And I love that it that it hints at the very next movie. Right? I I came away from this Avengers movie almost thinking, I don't know that I want another Infinity War. Like in the end credits, like I'm not as big of a fan of that. I don't think. I think the ten year span to build to this big story is almost too much. Like it's a it's a lot to put on your plate and to try to sell in, in how many ever hours you get in a movie. Like I'm a bigger fan of like the Ant-Man where they show the Wasp costume. And now mm-hmm. in the next one we're going to get Ant-Man and Wasp, right? Mm-hmm. In this one we got the Captain Marvel. The next movie we're going to get Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. You could even say that with Spider-Man where we had the Iron Spider suit. Right. At the end we got that in this movie. Yep. Sure. Like I I I find that more appealing than this long drawn out process end game that we're all working to. Not that I didn't enjoy what they did for the 10 years. I just, I'm not so sure that they need to do it again. Yeah. And what, what would they do it for again? I mean, that's what we were, we were talking recently. Like, yeah, what is I don't next? know. What is secret next? wars? That's what I keep going to, secret but I don't, wars or, I I don't mean, know dude, that I want it. If they can nail down and I, I don't, I don't put it on the level of Thanos, but if they could bring in the fantastic four and they bring in Galactus, you know, that, mm. that to me is the only yeah. thing. And that's a threat to earth more. And like, it's almost like they needed to do that first. You know, they needed to have Galactus yeah. attack Earth, Silver Surfer do all that, and then go do the whole, um, you know, Infinity War after that. But, of course, just due to contracts, this is where they're stuck with. You know, they're stuck with having yeah. to do it this way. Um, but, so you, you know, that, that could that be something they could do. All, uh, it's at all coincidental Sweet. that they're bringing everything they've done over the past 10 years Um now bringing all that to head and they're buying Fox and they're going to bring like, there's nothing at all coincidental about all that. You don't think I don't like know, maybe going to kill off some guys and like, we got these new heroes we could bring in to replace yeah, old man Logan, and, like, you know, cause he's story. pretty old. Like <laughs> Hugh Jackman's yeah, getting like old. Maybe, yeah. It's like, maybe it's not coincidental at all, but there's a lot of ducks that are lining up for him there with that. Right. Yep. So I think so, man. I, I just loved uh, how, Sam Jackson, who's known for dropping emphatic f bombs, <laughs> well, of course, yeah, yeah they had was, to put that in there. On the verge of getting one out before yeah. he, he faded away. Yeah. That was that even, was pretty entertaining. I kind of feel like even that though comes back to my point of everybody had their cliche thing that they did, yeah. right? Like even he did that, that at the end. That's true. You're right. I th- yeah. I think yeah. which is not. I'm not saying that's a terrible thing. I, I just don't think I've heard so many people say like this is the best MCU movie ever and like this is just it's hands down this whatever thing 
it's great. I loved it. I really did love it. It's a good movie, but it is pretty far down on my MCU like really. It just Mm. is. Wow. I think there's four movies that you have to talk about if you're going to talk about where this sits. Right. Those are Avengers one and two. Yep. And for me, it's the third best Avengers movie because it's not an Avengers movie. Right. And I think the other two is you have to talk about the other two Russo movies. And those are the Civil War and the Winter Soldier. And I kind of think those are better movies like the they utilize their characters, at least the hero side. They utilize them better in those movies than they did in this. movie. I don't know. I I go I go back to um, the fact that nobody's even attempted anything like this in a Hollywood movie before. And nobody has, you know, e- even, even from a, a, an actor and actress standpoint, how many you to get that many egos to agree to do this movie and say like, you'll be one of 30 top billing. Yeah. And yeah. all of them say yes. Dude, is, seeing the red carpet for this itself. movie was just ridiculous. Like you just see, oh, okay, yeah. there's that guy. There's, a, it's just all these people coming out and it, it's just incredible. And I think that Chris, I think you're right. Like I see Ed in the chat. He says winter soldiers at the very top three for me, winter soldier and civil war, just like right there. They're my two, yeah. two favorites. Yeah, right. Winter soldier is so good. It's, it's, so, dude, it's that it's Captain America even... moment. We waited for right. Yes, He's a bad so ass good, in that movie. Yep. It's so good. He grows so much in that movie. And it's almost and, not even like a superhero movie, you know, like if you just step back and look at it as like an espionage movie, like that's what it is. But it's like, no, 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 this is Cap. And it not that it follows the Winter Soldier storyline to a T in the books. But like when you go and read that storyline in the books, it really almost doesn't even feel like a superhero book. It is just this, you know, spy espionage type book. Um, but, you know, for me, I think and why I would consider this possibly the best film the infinity war is just because it was like chris said it was just to me it completely blows my mind that they pulled it off and made it work and i don't want to compare this to anything that dc has made recently but it's like justice league should have been the easiest (laughs) friggin' thing for them to make honestly like it's like hey this is the justice league this this these heroes have been around forever you know, you're, you made a few movies before like, this kind of leading into it, but how, how could you screw this up? And they did. And then this movie, you've been making movies for 10 years. How can you possibly make this work? It's movies. Nobody in any other <laughs> movie franchise has ever tried to do anything like this. Sure, you could say Star Wars is serialized to some extent, and all these other films are, but nobody's made 18 movies leading up to one movie. And... They did it, and, and it's it funny worked, and it's... I almost look at it the other way, where it's like, DC, you haven't gotten one movie right. What the hell are you doing <laughs> thinking that you're going to bring them all together and True, have the yeah, magic I guess you formula, look at it that right? Way, yeah. I look at Amazing. MCU as like, you have nailed so many movies. Like, for me to give you my list of favorite Marvel movies, the top 10 is hard to do it's because there's exactly. that many that are awesome, right? right? Yeah. Like, I had no doubt that they were going to nail it again in this movie. Like they've already they they've done it countless times already. Yep. They deserve so much credit for that. Like I've never known of a of a franchise like that to be so successful so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They killed it, man. 
Mm-hmm. But they're but the comics are. That's the thing, man. We've talked about. It. I know even with you, it's like Marvel's killing it with the movies, not so much with the comics. DC's killing it with the comics, not so much yeah. with the movies. Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. Yeah. Um, let's shift gears a little bit because they're talking in the chat. I see the Red Skull, and you know we've been talking about we go okay. to we go to places. I wanted to bring him up too in these movies, man. You go all across the universe, and we go for that the Soul Stone scene with uh, Gamora, the Gamora death. We see bum bum ba, Red Skull, the return. I want to know what the hell has he been up to for these last 70, 80 years. Now you it care. Is. Now you care what people have been doing. <laughs> Where this has time? he been? <laughs> Where has he been? What has he seen? Um, he's will, floating now, man. I mean, such a shock to see him. He's, he's one reason why I think nobody's dead. As soon as I saw him in this movie, I thought, nobody's dead. <laughs> Nobody they showed that's died in this movie is going to be dead. They brought Red Skull back. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right? right? Like, I thought that kind of took, that was a huge scene for me that took away from that impact. Like, whether it was really him or not, I don't know. Right. I like Red Skull. I think it's Coley's back. But, again, it kind of trivialized some of those major scenes that happened. But it's isn't like, it, it's ah. a comic book movie, man. Like, to me, that's no. why, like, I look at it, I'm like, I just, you know, you can go read, hell, go read Secret Empire that came out last year. And Red Skull's in there. Like, they're, they just, these that's oh, yeah. comics. They come up all the time. We we I as comic readers take that just for another book. It is what it yeah, is, you know. Sure. I don't know. But I think but also to be fair, the movies and the books are different. Like they've they've really kind of established themselves as yes, we're based on comic books, but they're movies, right? Like I think you have to look at them as a movie, not as a comic book. Yeah. So Yeah, you, you can do that. But, but but they're going to they're going to incorporate aspects from the comic book world and and death or lack thereof is going to be one of them. Like you, you have to assume these characters are going to come back in one capacity or another. And I think with 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 Red Skull, like yeah, it's it's a different. It's almost like a like a Sith version of him. Like yeah. he's like robed and so, which I thought it was cool. Like it, you know, I'm I wasn't sitting there like thinking, and I'm I'm just so I'm I'm amazed at like the polarization of him being in the movie. People are like. Oh, that, you know, that was terrible or what's he doing in the movie? I'm like, it didn't have that much. of it. I thought it was kind of, I feel like they could have put anybody in that role and it still would have been insignificant of the grand scheme to me. I didn't feel like because he was there made it better or worse in any way. It was a, it was a five, 10 minute scene at the most. And I think they just put him there for like what Turks said, almost like like a, a shock factor of let's go back into earlier movies and who can we take from an earlier movie? And they just maybe like you said with your checklist thing, like they, they picked him yeah. out of a, a lineup and said that'll have some shock value. Let's throw him in there. I didn't mind it. I didn't. I thought it was kind of cool to see. I'd rather somebody I know that uh, you know died in an earlier movie that is a big character in the comic book world than them just creating some no name idiot that doesn't mean anything in, in the grand scheme of it yeah. just miraculously or for no reason whatsoever protecting this stone. I thought it was kind of, yeah. I thought it was fine. Well, I, I, I thought I, what was interesting. Yeah, I didn't, Chris, I didn't have an issue with it. What would he have done if he was able to get the stone? And it kind of tells you a little bit about his character. He is right there. The stone is right there. Yet he's unable to get it because is there nothing in the world that he loves? Is he, he what can he what can he sacrifice? Nothing. So instead, he's just tasked with the the job of protecting the stone until someone comes, however many years that is. And of course, in, in the movie, it ends up being Thanos. 
you know so that kind of to me told me a little bit about that character and was a little bit more like wow well okay so that's who this character is i mean he's here he could couldn't he have taken the stone and did whatever the the soul stone could do for him however he was unable to do that because there's nothing that he can sacrifice or that he loves you know what i mean yeah like i mean that's one way to kind of look at it so like that's why him being there was like wow like that kind of tells you a little bit more about this hero who was in the original captain america movie which you know, you look back at that movie now, sometimes when I go back, I kind of chuckle when I see it because it's not that it's cheesy per se, but it's like it's not the best of all the movies that are out there now. Yeah. Um, and he's just kind of one of those villains like, all right, well, it's Red Skull, whatever. But well, then when you saw him here, it's like, man, that gives a little bit more depth to what his character is and his motivations could have possibly possibly yeah. have been. I, I think uh, the Captain America movie is a great example of a movie being better after other movies came out. Right. Like the first time I went to see that Captain America movie, I was like, what is this? It's (laughs) It's garbage. Like, I'm not into it. But after you see like uh, Winter Soldier is huge, right? Like that first scene in Winter Soldier when he's throwing his shield and just dropping guys left and right. And he's that badass captain we always wanted. And then you go back and see where he came from. It makes that goofball Boy Scout Captain America make sense. And I like it way more now. Oh, me too. That first time I saw that, I was like. Yep. I don't know about this. What are they doing? Right? Yeah, I was like, like I love Iron Man, Captain trail. America. Then yeah. you go see it and you're like, oh, because, you know, the first Iron Man just makes a huge impact when you saw that for oh, the first time. It's yeah. just badass. And then you go see Captain America and you're like, oh, man, I don't know about this. I don't yeah, know. Right? I, I, like, I, even I, even on, on, on like the surface, like the first Captain America is it's a pretty good war movie, too. Oh yeah, it is. No, yeah, yeah. Like, it's fine. It's just not. Captain I'm with America Marcus, man. I'm with bat, Marcus. So right? in hindsight, I remember the first time I saw it being a little like, "Ooh, I don't know, man." Like, I don't know. Hopefully, they can do more with Captain America because you know what was the title? Captain America: The First Avenger. So first you knew Avengers. they were going towards the Avengers, and I was like, "Man, hopefully they can really pull him in and make him badass." Um, and then, of course, you know, when, once Winter Soldier hit, it was like to, to me, Winter Soldier. The first scene was that when they're on the boat and they're running and he's throwing the shield around. That scene is great, but the, I love the scene where he's on the elevator and like the door closes and he's just oh, oh yeah yeah like, for sure that's he just goes are we gonna do <laughs> this and then like Even right the, there it's like this guy is a badass yeah yeah well, on the next time we see him is in that Avengers movie and in that super eye candy scene so this is like a good example of of substance with eye candy right like in that eye candy scene at the end. There's a moment where Captain America becomes the leader of the Avengers. And he starts delegating, like, Hawkeye, you go to the top up here and start taking guys out. You guys cover this this block. You shut them down on this street. The three of us will stay here and defend, right? And then the classic line where he turns to Hulk, and he's like, Hulk, Hulk smash. And then he, like, right. takes off and does his thing. But it's like, that is the moment where his character changes forever after that in the MCU. Yeah. He becomes the leader. And there just aren't those massive character developing moments in this movie other than thanos it just doesn't happen but but isn't it because they don't need it like to me that's that's what i was saying like they just they just assume you know who these characters are like that's why i love spider-man homecoming because it was like we don't need to spend another 35 40 minutes telling you who spider-man is like you just know who he is in the first five minutes of the movie. He's doing funny Spider-Man stuff. And, you know, he's, he's handing the bike out and putting a little sign on the bike. Like, is this your bike? Because they just know the audience knows who Spider-Man is. So for me, that's why this movie, it's like, we don't need to do that development. Let's take these characters who have been developed and throw them together yeah, in this. I don't think I'm not necessarily looking for I'm not I'm not looking for them to uh, to, like, give us origin. Like, I don't want origin stuff. I just want I want some sort of a growth out of these characters and other than sorrow, I guess we didn't really get anything no, like that. I mean, yeah, this is this is the uh, quote-unquote Empire Strikes Back, right? I mean, it just ends with 
That's a I'm, I think it's awesome you brought that up. Would downer. you guys say I, I've talked about this with a lot of my friends? Would you guys say this is Empire or this is Jedi? Well, I mean, whose viewpoint are we looking through Thanos's viewpoint? Because if it's his, I yeah, think it's I Jedi. Because he's out I there banging Jedi on too. the stormtrooper helmets for the Ewok party. Absolute best result I can hope for because that means the next is Force Awakens, and that's a badass movie, right? <laughs> but this is Empire. I'm a little let down because I'm not the hugest fan of Jedi. Like Jedi is great, but I don't want that as the next movie, right? <laughs> so it's like more and more I've talked with my friends about it. It's like I got half of them who think it's so Empire, and then half that are so Jedi, and it's like. Well, if you're just if you're just going good guys, bad guys, bad guys have the upper hand. It's it's Empire. Yeah, right. And it ends on the downer. I mean, that's what the the quote from Clerks. Empire is so great because it always ends on a downer like that's this is that. But I agree. If you look at it as the as Thanos, as your main guy, he's very Luke. Right. It's like this. This could be very Jedi. Like, who knows? I I would love that. I, I want it to go up from here. I so bad want the next one to just make it all feel so worth it but but like you you the way that you say that it's i said earlier like i have every belief that they will turn out an amazing movie avengers 4 when you talk about that when you talk about like when you say things like what you've been saying and 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 i want to see what avengers 4 is going to be that makes me feel like you don't have faith in what's going to happen um i have less I have a little bit less after watching this movie, I guess. That would be fair to say. Wow. I think I when I went into this movie, I expected some things to happen that didn't happen. And again, like a lot of that like comes what? back what to them to saying Avengers, right? Um, I expected something something to be more... Avengery? With, just with the team, yeah. Like, I wanted something with the <laughs> what team, is that? right? It's like nothing know. happened with, with anyone on the... In their team, they all had great banter moments. There was loads of awesome eye candy. There were so many things I absolutely loved about this movie. It was the substance that I felt I like just, was man. Missing. I'm telling you, they didn't they didn't have time. And and both both literally the writing team and even just the heroes like they don't they didn't have time to worry about that anymore. Like you know they they just had to be in the moment and be the heroes at the time. They couldn't stop there and dwell in the past and worry about their little bickering or anything. Any little motivations like that. that but even have. in that scene with Rhodes, I felt like they dealt with it really well. They acknowledged it. They brought it up that these things have been happening. Um, they had that little subtle moment of that going on. Like if there could have been just a few more things like that in there, but oh, there really man. wasn't. But, but, but put yourself in that, in, in this scene, you don't have time to, that's to... where I'm at, man. Quabble about minor shit. There you go. You oh, and, it doesn't even part of my language. Hold on, hold on, real quick, because I know we got some little kids to listen to the show. But Ed in the chat says it. He goes, "The universe is fucked. No time for a table at Starbucks." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ed just well, I don't necessarily it. want them to like resolve all of the old issues. I just want I want something to happen for the Avengers team, other than just half of them dying, right? Like I want I wanted something there, some sort of a growth with the team. Right. And it just didn't really happen in the movie. Like maybe it'll happen in the. Ne- I think they're forced to have it happen in the next one because now yeah, we're left I mean, with the core will. team, right? Yeah. They have to. They've got yep. big issues to deal with now, bigger than before even this movie. Right. Like now that's going to be a huge part of the next one. So right. I mean, I would assume. I don't know. Well, they have. Yeah, I mean, because because we know, you know, being that we know what goes on beyond this the, this next film is they have to bring those heroes back. So I mean, and the only way to do that is the team needs to come together. And just do. I mean, what do they do now? What What do you guys think they are? Are they going to go after Thanos? Do they even know where he is? 
I yeah, can't I imagine they know. I mean, what do they do? They, yeah. I mean, the I, that's where just... Captain Marvel and Adam Warlock come in, right? Like they have yeah, to. Yeah, they have to. I think they have to go otherworldly. You know what I mean? Like because because the the guys that we know that we're familiar with, the characters that we're familiar with, I don't think have every with every fiber of their being cannot take this man down. So they need help from characters that we haven't been introduced to yet. And I think going down that like Adam Warlock uh, road is, is is on the right path because they I, I don't know is that a risk um, introducing brand new characters into this uh, where we've known these characters for no, ten years. We're gonna get that with the Captain Marvel movie. I mean that yeah. that that's why that movie comes out in March and then Avengers four comes out in five like that. Right. Yeah. But we get but we get in a, we get a Captain Marvel movie beforehand. What I'm saying is in Avengers 4, are they introducing brand new characters that are like, hey, we need your help and oh. we haven't used you in the last 10 years. And that, I think that'll really turn some people off because it's like, well, wait a minute. How come my Iron Man can't do this? How come my Captain yeah. American can't do this? Why are they going to these celestial bodies to help? Where were they in the last 10 years? Yeah, we, I but think we may, get, we may get a guy. few little ones, but no, dude, I, I think it's going to be Unless they're going to introduce all up. of that. They're going to introduce like what all if that these in people Marvel? show up to them, right? Like, who knows? Like, they've also, I mean, it, it's not just Earth that Thanos wiped out yeah. people on, right? It's sure, everywhere yeah. in the universe. So maybe right. somewhere else out there, somebody's got their own vendetta now, and they, they're they willing to side with anybody else that wants to get Thanos, right? Like, there's a lot of... Sure. There's a lot of ways somebody else could come in I mean, without knowing anybody. That's kind of mm -hmm. the theories running now, right? Is that at the end of maybe the Captain Marvel movie, like when it maybe flashes forward to the present, we'll see her experience somebody, you know, getting getting ashed, and then she gets the message from from uh, Sam or from Nick Fury. However, like I, I was, I just want to like no, yeah, go ahead. I had a thought because I say that saying like I think it might turn some people off if you introduce like brand new characters to help with the final battle. But one of my favorite scenes from uh, Return of the King is when he comes back with that ghost ship, yeah. ship and they just run over everybody. Th those were people that you never even knew until the last movie. Uh, granted, this is 18 movies as opposed to two and a half, but that yeah. was still a great scene. So introducing new characters is always a bad thing, is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, I, I think they could do it right. And I think if anybody could, it's totally Marvel, right? Yeah. Like, I totally have confidence in them that they could do that. I'm just a little more apprehensive. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I think Gary or Slade said it in the chat, and and I think this is my my uh, look towards this next movie. I hope it's more avengery and less justicey. I think is the yeah, the right I, term there. Don't have to worry <laughs> about that. Don't go the route. Yeah. So and, and yeah. honestly, yeah. I think just with their track record, I think the movie's definitely gonna follow the path. This movie's they, good. They I I don't want to come across as I don't like it. Right. Like I totally do like it. It just wasn't. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, I guess. You're being a critic, and you need to be a fan. That's, <laughs> That's true. why I like the fan in me That's loves true. it, right? And it's right. great. But I also think what the I, – I don't think you can look at it without looking at it as also a movie, aside from just um, superhero fodder being thrown at you, right, and eye candy. Because what Marvel has done, they deserve more credit than that. They have made good movies, like mm -hmm. solid movies from beginning to end that are that uh, I want to say just about every other MCU movie. You don't need to watch another one before it. It has it introduces the character to you. It They grow in that movie to the end point that they get to in that movie. And you don't need a lot of stuff before that to explain everything. This is right. this might be the first one that's come along 
where you're required to go back and watch all the rest, which is on one hand, awesome. That's super mm -hmm. cool. I've never seen that done before or done nearly as well as they've done it mm -hmm. here in this movie. But on the other hand, it's also a drawback for anybody that hasn't seen all those other movies, right? Sure. Like it's got both sides of it there. Um, sure. Again, I don't hate it. I'm not, I don't want to come, I don't want to be the guy yeah, that's no, like, I, I oh, get you're that, that guy. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> totally that guy. But um, it's just very different than anything else that they've done, which I think they also deserve credit for that. Right. This movie stands on its own in everything else that they've done, which is awesome. But I think what, it, what was what was for both you guys? What was your, um, I guess, like, like you know, hair raising moment of like, yes, like what moment was like where you just wanted to stand up and be like, this is awesome. Honestly, oh, for man. me, dude, that moment that I loved when Spider-Man was popping between those portals, like that was something that if you told yeah. me when I was a kid that I, I would see that on a screen, I'd be like, yeah, right. I'll never see that. And to see that, I was like, oh, my God, like this is amazing. <laughs> They're fighting Thanos and just that whole that fight scene I loved because you mm -hmm. had everybody kind of involved in it. And then, yeah. you know, for a moment, even though you knew it's it's halfway through the movie, they're not going to get the glove off him. But like they had him, and it's like, man, they're going to get him. How is this going to get messed up? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they bring in the idea that they realize Gamora is not there. Where is she? Why is he? Why does he have? What was he? What did she say? She he had sorrow or whatever on him, and it was like, oh man. Yeah. And like that just that drove it home, man. I think the uh, most of those scenes that made me grin really big and just like I was it just kind of chuckle, right? Whenever something like that, like my, I get to actually watch a live action version of things that I fantasize as as a kid with yeah, the superheroes. Man. It always puts this stupid grin on my face, and I just chuckle in the theater. It's not even funny; it just makes me laugh, right? And uh, I would one of those scenes for sure was when they were running towards the horde in Wakanda. And like Black Panther's taking off, and then sure enough, who catches him? Steve Captain Rogers, America, because he yeah. can just super spin. I chuckled so hard and had the biggest stupid grin. There were like so many little moments in this movie that were so awesome uh, in that way. Like even when uh, Spider Man in the beginning, and they were chasing him, um, and Iron Man tells him, That's the wizard, go get him. And he's like, I'm on it. And he goes to chase him down and they throw the street sign at him and he like sticks as it flips and he just sticks to it and ends up on the top side of it and does his cool Spider-Man moves off. Like all those little moments that are just like captured right from comic books, which this mm. movie does several times. Are, they just make me chuckle. Like those were the best moments. See, and I think, I think I think for me, little... Marcus, that's where when Chris just said, be the fan, not the critic. I think that's my maybe it's a problem that I have with this movie is I can't detach the fan from it you know like i just like like black panther to me i really enjoyed the movie um but like for some reason i couldn't that fan in me couldn't get into it so i think i just became almost too critical of it i mean like the cgi mm. like you said i just got kind of caught up in that and and personally i didn't i mean i went in with the lexus commercial for 10 minutes in yeah, that i movie, mean there was just right? some things yeah. that i was just like, eh, and, you know i and now my brother-in-law is he's just always very critical about movies and he's like this is the greatest superhero movie ever and it's because he's looking at it from the angle of what the movie represents and you know the, the writing and all that and i'm like dude i get all that but for me I'm here for a superhero movie, and as as a superhero movie, it just didn't live up to what I wanted it to be. Where this movie was just like, man, this is the greatest. Su it's this is superhero oh, sure. wet yeah. dream happening on the screen right now. It's yes. like I just I would not argue that fact at all when I yeah. saw because it, all. and like that's to, to, like I still can't get beyond that. 
all all of the different worlds that they were in, I'm watching this and just saying like, this is how a comic book goes. This is how a crossover comic book goes. Totally like they crossover comic book. Yeah. They go from they one scene to the next, and it's like you turn the page and they're in a different. They're on a different planet now. Yeah. And you can see the panels like lining up. And I, I thought they did it brilliantly. And even to the, 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 the point where the reason like I asked you guys what was like your, your like goosebumps moment was for me. It, it, and, and like I love what you said, Marcus, like the little things were great. But on a, on a big scale, I'm not the biggest um, like Thor fan, I, 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 even in the comics. And the movies are those are down on my list for Thor movies. But his return to Earth in this movie was epic. Was pretty yeah. damn epic, man. His super yeah. lightning slam down. Oh it's like we're gonna God. be slaughtered, but nope. Thor comes in and kicks ass. Like Dude, that was pretty- he was he was the ghost coming off the ship in uh, yeah, yeah. from Lord of the Rings, man. Huge. And 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 yep. and and coming from me, who I said like is not the biggest Thor fan, like for that to have that much of an impact, of like oh yeah, like. Bruce Banner took the words out of my mouth. Like he's he took his helmet off and said, like, oh now you're on like deep shit or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That what it was he 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 nailed it. Like it's yeah. Oh my god, man. I, I'm getting like, great. I when I go back and watch that movie, like I can't wait for that scene again. Yeah. Like, I'm anticipating that scene because it was just incredibly it was epic. Just as good the second time, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Like, all those little <laughs> scenes I absolutely love. But I think like if we go back to Thor, I guess um like I think one of the things Thor was one of the key people that some of these major things that have happened to Thor became like trivial in this movie, right? Like he lost his eye. The Asgardians were on this ship and like, it was this major pinnacle point at the end of that movie of Ragnarok. Right. And I was even like, what's going to happen with that? Right. He just gets another eye. Like it's nothing. Now he's back to normal. That part's over. He gets a new hammer. That's nothing. It's like the Asgardians. We don't care about them. They're on a ship somewhere. It's like, but what about all these things? Like, what is going on with Real the Asgardians? Quick. He just gets an eye back? Like, come on. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary mentioned it in the chat, and that's this is where I was gonna go to. Can we can we talk about the probably the, the biggest surprise cameo in this whole movie was the fact that Peter Dinklage, when when Thor goes to get his his hammer or whatever it is that he gets back, like who, who is that character? I don't know who Dinklage is playing, but he's literally a giant dwarf. So they found yeah. you know the <laughs> most famous dwarf that's out there in, in actor in real life and made him the biggest character in the movie. Yeah, I mean the audience was just cracking up when he was on screen. Like I loved the fact that they had him in the movie, man. I thought that was great. I thought. I love that. Yeah, it was cool. It was so ironically, in a way, it was kind of another box that was checked, but I I didn't care. I loved it, right? It was like, it it was pretty ironically humorous in that scene, for sure. Yeah. What do you got, Chris? What are you going to say about it? Um, No, I was just reading something. I I thought, I don't know. Like, the more that that went on, I, I thought it was just campy it was like, i mean i agree right, i agree it definitely you know I mean? kind of took you out of the moment yeah it did, it did. I, 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 I think they could have found somebody else for that to be honest with you. If, if i have one gripe about my movie that's who it is movie, uh, it's right. probably that part <laughs> it did and drag on even... a little bit i agree but i thought it was yeah, it was yeah, just I funny i think you know i didn't think it was actually going to go on as long as it did but they did they kind of built that they did yeah but i loved i loved the Groot aspect of like he's still just you know that teenage boy who doesn't care about anything but um, if it wasn't for wasn't for him, you know, Thor wouldn't yeah. have made it. So yeah. I, 
Well, and there's That's a growth, the, a character growth scene, right? Like, good, yeah. totally solid point. He actually grows a little bit, at, like, literally as literally. a character. Takes his head yeah. out of his video games. Yeah. 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 He grows. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, what he's else? <laughs> what, I mean, what other scenes? I mean, we, we mentioned the Gamora death scene. I mean, that was pretty... Uh, pretty epic i thought um you know the way they handled that and the fact that they had they yeah. was literally crying for, and, and for a brief second i thought that's where lady death would come in yeah if, if there's any reference to her it that would be, be in it. that scene and uh obviously that went away but um looking back i'm kind of glad they didn't include that yeah in, I don't, in I, just I'm, if you're if you're not if you're not going down that uh that timeline or that that storyline then don't bring it up at all. So I'm kind of glad that they didn't. I did come out after the second time and think, what if Red Skull would have been Lady Death, right? And it would have just been that short scene, but then like the Gamora scene at the end where he's like, was it worth it, whatever, and they have all that. And then Thanos would have walked off and like Gamora would have turned and like been Lady Death at that scene. Mm. And like she would have been this motivator through everything. And she would have been a character in the fourth one. Like the second time I saw it, I thought that might have been this really cool way to incorporate her subtly and we all feel slighted that we didn't get enough of her, but yet she's a main character in the fourth one. Right. Right. But mm-hmm. I, I was kind of surprised that she was just never in it at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you were surprised she wasn't in it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I kept expecting that she would at least pop up in there somewhere, but she never did. The other as, thing as, I guess as like a, as like a focal point or just like, well, a, you know what? Well, at least go. in there, like I, that's where I was thinking like, what, where is this character that's going to like develop in this next movie, right? Like that's going to be that person that comes back and like, and has something to say in the next one. And I kept thinking maybe it'll be like lady death. That'll be the reason Could, why Thanos comes back. I was right? going to say, dude, that to me would make complete sense. Like, like I've been saying, like the fact that the reason he did it in this one was his just personal motivation. He thinks he's doing right. Everything he does in this movie, he thinks is right. And that he's literally helping people by saying, Hey, I'm, I'm helping not, half these people live. Bag, but yeah. So exactly, he's in a douchebaggy way. Yeah. Yes, yes, he no totally doubt. is. He's completely a Hitler. But, like it's terrible, <laughs> right? But in his mind, he's right, and so that's why he smiles yeah, yeah. at the end, like yes. And then he's gonna get bored, and he's like, "What else do I need to do?" And then maybe it is that Lady Death motivation, and it goes back to the original reason the Infinity Gauntlet happens is no longer is it, "Hey, I helped all these people." Now it's totally just his his ego, egotistical nature to impress Lady Death, and then that's why he's like, "All right, now I just gotta kill everybody." And right. somehow the heroes catch wind of that, and then of course they gotta go stop them. Which I mean, regardless, they should be on their way to stop them anyways. Um, but but again, like then how do they stop him from just saying, "Oh, there's Lady Death, let me kill everybody," and they're dead? Yeah. They're like why mm-hmm. now that he has well, all the really, stones, I don't know where they go. Like in the comic book, uh, like correct me if I'm wrong, but Lady Death is his motivator for all the genocide and everything he's doing. But at the same time, isn't she the key person that the heroes use against him? Mm-hmm. They did, right? don't they, so it's like she's a, she's a key right? element. That's yeah, they, it's like because it takes so much out of you to to be able to wield the gauntlet, right? Like you got to yep. be in check all the time, or you're gonna just think of something that's gonna be detrimental to yourself. Mm-hmm. And so they utilize her against Thanos. If I'm remembering correctly, it's been a long time since I've read that book, but I believe that's how it I like think that's accurate. That yeah. falls that falls into play there. Yep. So, right. I mean, maybe she'll be in four. That would be really cool. I, the second time I watched that movie with that Red Skull scene, I couldn't help but think, if Thanos can just like disappear and reappear anywhere, why didn't he just make a portal at the top of the mountain? Like they had to walk up the mountain, right? <laughs> <laughs> just like you'd think at least you'd be like, it's up there. It'd be like, sweet, hop on the portal, we'll hop out again. Why does he walk? Anywhere? 
<laughs> just because he's awesome, <laughs> dude. That's what he does, right? He just starts portal jumping everywhere by the end. Yep. <laughs> oh. What right. else? Anything else here you guys um, want to talk about? What do you think about the like uh, Thanos's henchmen, like the the Black Order? Eh, I thought they were kind of cannon fodder. They were cool. Um, they made for some great eye candy moments for as far as the heroes were concerned. But um, again, we never really got to know them. Uh, they had they were they were pretty brief. They were. They're I agree henchmen, with that. Right? They're very henchmen mentality. They they. they for the most part, really didn't put up too much of a fight. He never yeah. really fought, except for uh, uh, the, the, his, his leading guy. Uh, was it Ebony? I think it was Ebony Maw. He's the one that or you it, first see, right? And, and, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was actually kind of great because it kind of set the tone for the direction this movie was going because that's one of the first fights you see. Hey, we're back in New York. You know, we, I guess you could say in uh, the original Avengers movie when you see all the ships coming in, it was very cosmic like but like that really set the tone of wait a minute this villain is totally different than anything we've really seen you know this isn't the vulture like what was in spider-man you know this isn't this, yeah, yeah. a grounded human it really is this cosmic being that is here that is just ready yeah. to bring death to everybody here um so nothing I against the vulture cool. by the way as a side note he was phenomenal in that oh movie. it was great right but it's just <laughs> he, he's a little bit different than when you see you know Ma kind of going down, down yeah, yeah. throwing buildings or whatever the hell he was doing i mean it was just crazy to see all that and just destroying humans everywhere in the streets you know mm -hmm. vulture's more just like he's going and stealing some things bringing it back and if you get in his way yeah he's gonna hurt you but other than that whatever yeah, yeah. so michael keaton was phenomenal though oh, he I'm was gonna great throw him so props, good says. Yep. That scene when they're in the car and he realizes that the person that Man. he's going to the dance with is the guy oh that he's God, bantering with. So that good. is such a great scene. <laughs> so I love good. all the build up for that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, again, character development, right? And like substance and like these crucial things that I find so appealing in these other movies. This one was a, was a little light on. I'm not going to say it's not there at all because, I mean, you pointed out Groot totally has those moments. And there are other people in this movie that totally do. Um, Thanos for sure, which I, which I think because it's an Infinity Gauntlet movie, um, is the right way to do it because that is they how the comics to. go. Like I don't want to discredit it for that because that's that is so true to the comics. It's just different. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's so many so many different <laughs> characters, man. There's so many. How could they possibly know. you know do it in that? And I think it's Thanos's movie, and so they they put all their eggs in that basket, and that's the right direction you know they they just know we've sure. seen these other characters developed in those other films we're not going to waste our time really doing so much here we're going to focus on yeah, thanos yeah. and it you'll wasn't see about the, the heroes like it have. totally wasn't about yep. the heroes in this movie which the comic book wasn't which, either exactly i would say the book's not either so and it was yeah. good to see that you know the, uh, what the directors were saying about that about it being thanos's movie and him being uh you know featured it, it, it was nice to see that actually be true because mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll just say that to, you know, get butts in the seats like they really needed it for this movie. I mean, people <laughs> yeah. were going to go regardless. But um, it, it, I, I, I liked seeing that. And um, you don't you don't get the villain get as much screen time as the villain in this movie got. You know what I mean? You don't you don't get Darth yeah. Vader as much as you got Thanos. So I, um, would, I mean, really, other than Loki, he's probably the most. uh you know, monumentous villain we've had in an MCU movie that's had screen time and stuck around has actually had substance and has yeah. mattered. Right. Yeah, like I mean, he was, he really, really was good. And I think other than that, 
and the, all the other villains in the MCU movies were the black or the dark order or whatever. Right. Like they were mm-hmm. just, they were kind of there to banter with, and then they were gone. We yeah. never learn anything about them or they don't yeah. develop. And you just felt like Thanos is so powerful. Why does he even need them? Yeah, Almost. I did feel like that too. Yeah. You know, but you think um, too, even, you know, when you look because at the universe having... is big, right? They're, they're right. his fingers, man. He's got to reach out all over the place. That's true. <laughs> it's <laughs> easier, easier to get the stones when you got people working for you. more. Or that's less. right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it was a risk for them to give him as much screen time as they did with him being a CG character, you know, yeah. but I think oh, they just sure. they just nailed it. I mean, he yeah. just looked phenomenal. I mean, to me, you know, Gary's saying he's he's more rounded than Loki. I think he's the best villain in any of the MCU movies. I know a lot of people really liked Killmonger, of course, because of his motivations. And I would say, you know, I I I enjoyed him as a villain because you could relate to him. You could he he truly had really just what seemed like motivations that you could understand out of any other villain that they've ever really had. But like that lasted a matter of two months because Thanos has come in. And to me, they just made him just this such a well-rounded villain. You, to me, I understood his motivations. I've seen him be vicious and, and evil. I've seen him crying. I've seen, you know, I just, I never would have thought we'd see Thanos yeah. crying on I screen. Know, if someone had told yeah. you, I'd be like, yeah, right. We're not going to see that. They just made him an incredible villain that, yep. um, I can't wait to see where he goes next. Uh, when, 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 uh, you, I mean, you know that I'm a huge Thanos fan and, and my wife, she talks to people that she works with that, you know, friends at, at work who love these movies and stuff like that. Maybe not as much into the comic books, but they were talking to her about it. Are you going to go see it? And she's like, you know, talking about me, obviously she's like, oh, my husband's a huge Thanos fan. We're sitting in the theater. It's the scene when all everybody's dying. And after, the Peter Parker scene, I look over to her and just a puddle. Like she's just got <laughs> tears coming down and she just looks over to me. She's like, why do you like this guy so much? And yeah. I'm like, it's deeper than this movie. <laughs> it, it, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I get what she, where she's coming from on the surface. This guy's a complete dick, but um, I have, I have more of a history with Thanos than, than just Avengers infinity war. So it's tough yeah. for her to understand well, I think that that's also fair that uh, when you first see your hero in, or villain in this case in a movie that you've been a big fan of, it's it's hard to get past that uh, that super fanboy, right? Like yeah. the first Superman movie with Christopher Reeves. I can't tell you how many times I watched that, right? Like that will be my definitive Superman movie forever. The Michael Keaton Batman. It's the same yeah. thing. The first time I saw that, that is my definitive Batman movie, right? right. Like even though we've had Homecoming that first one um, with what's his face, uh, the first oh, one Sony uh, did, that first movie, like that is Toby, kind of my, def- Toby McGuire. Yeah. like that first one is kind of my definitive Spider-Man movie, right? It's like, it's so good. The first Ninja Turtles movie, like yep. you, could you have a better team origin movie than that first Ninja Turtle? For me, because of, of my age and when that came about and how big of a fan I was, I don't think so, right? Nope. We're with yeah. you, Such man. a fanfare yep. movie. I, I could totally see this being that way for Thanos, which I and I totally agree with you. They did it so well. But I think for them to to create a villain or or to I guess they didn't create him in the movie, but to to bring him to real life as much as they did in CGI. Right. To have him on the screen and uh, make you feel simultaneously that you completely hate this guy, but you also sympathize with him is like. To me, that that takes this from uh, out from being a superhero movie to now it's like this should be recognized as real filmmaking. 
Like we're making you feel emotions in the theater. Mm -hmm. People are crying when people die. So I have a hard time looking at it as purely fanboy. You know what I mean? Like they're doing all these things that make it a real movie. So at some point we have to look at these and and consider them as real movies. Like mm -hmm. I said before, I think Marvel deserves more credit than just the fanboy point of view. They really do. They've turned this into a global phenomenon and people that aren't fans of the comic books are absolutely in love with these movies. Mm -hmm. So it, it transcends fanboy for me. It just does. And you have to look at it a little bit more than just that. It's well said. Yeah, I think you said Very it pretty well. well said. Yep, absolutely. Anything else with this movie, guys, <laughs> that we forget? I mean, we could probably just continue this next week. And I think do we could just, you know what, honestly, we could just sit here and talk about the little moments. You know, like I could sit here, just there were so many moments, and that's what I, I just can't wait to go see it again, honestly, to see all those yeah. little tiny just It's worth it, man. This is the first uh, MCU movie I've gone to go see twice within like a matter of a week in in several of them that have come out. I've just, because we have so many, right? It's like, if yeah. I just wait six months or four months, I'll go see the next one. I don't and now they hit Netflix time. in like four months. And yeah, so it'll be, right? like, yeah. so, be there. So but I, I was glad, I was actually glad we postponed uh, like being able doing this all right away. And I got to go see it again because it really did. It, it was fun to go and see and soak it up better. It's easier to absorb the second time, I think. Nice. Uh, Chris, final thoughts again, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, if if you haven't seen it and you uh, decided to watch this episode, I and we ruined everything for you, still go see it. <laughs> still go it, see it. it, yeah, it it's that good, you know. Yeah, it is good. And I uh, and I totally agree. Go see it with fanboy eyes, um, but don't be afraid to acknowledge it for what it is because Marvel deserves that much credit. They really do. Yep. Yep. Um, real quick here before we wrap it, I know this was all going to be a, about Infinity War, <laughs> but since our last episode, Chris, the trailer, and we'll keep this on the superhero tip, uh, for Venom has mm -hmm. come out. And dun, dun, dun. I got to be honest, man, <laughs> like as a kid, I, the, I was, when I first got into comic books, that's when Maximum Carnage came out and I was a huge Spider-Man slash Venom slash Carnage fan. I mean, I was to the point where I was this close in college to getting, I wanted Carnage on one shoulder and Venom on the other with the friggin' sleeves of like all black symbiote coming down one arm and the Carnage coming down the other. Like that was my dream tattoo. And so I'm a huge just symbiote, Carnage, Venom, all of that. And of course, Spider-Man 3, kind of a huge letdown, you know, when you got friggin' Topher Grace. It was like, yes. man, that's not Venom. <laughs> And so we've been hearing these rumblings of this Venom movie coming. And, man, you know, I'm like, all right, we'll see what they'll do. But then you hear Spider-Man's not going to be in it. And it's like, eh, all right, well, can you have a Venom movie without Spider-Man? You know, I don't know. And then finally now we see the trailer. And I will say this. I love the fact that the symbiote talks to him. I think that's great. I think it's super cool because that's in the books. There's always this this pull and, and tug between Eddie Brock and the symbiote. That's very cool. They're acknowledging that. Um, however, I just, I don't know, man. This movie, the Venom looks kind of dumb to me. Like, his eyes don't look right. <laughs> like, he looks like he's a clay model. Um, I like the scenes when you see the symbiote, you know, shoot off and you see him bashing people through the windows and all that. That's cool because we didn't really get that when we saw Venom and Spider-Man three so much. Um, but I'm, I'm tempering my expectations, man. I'm not really expecting to get much out of this movie and I hope, I'm hope I'm wrong and I hope I go and I'm blown away, 
but I don't know how you can really make a, a, a Venom movie without having the Spider-Man aspect to it. Like, you have to have that. That's, or that's, how about even just just making Venom the main person, like the hero, right? Like, Or whatever it's uh, going to be for him. Like, I always thought of Venom as, like, the boogeyman of the Spider-Man world. And when you let the boogeyman out of the closet, he kind of loses his steam, right? Yeah. It's going to be, like, this weird, like, how do they balance that? Well, it's like, I mean, I literally know. what it is, well, what we've seen what it is, is there's a corporation that gets the symbiote, and the leader of the corporation believes that the next evol- evolution of humanity is binding with these symbiotes. We find out Eddie Brock's an investigative reporter. Oh, he goes, oh, he comes home with the suit. Now he's Venom. The company comes back to get the suit back, and then nope, and he's gonna be, you know, the guy fighting everybody off, and he's gonna be somewhat the anti-hero, of course. I'm sure the symbiote's gonna have some some negative things that it wants to do and some bad shit, but then it's gonna still be Eddie Brock being the quote-unquote anti-hero at the end. And like to me, that's not Venom, man. Venom is the fact that the symbiote binds with Spider-Man in the Secret Wars, and then you know somehow is is able to get away from him and Eddie Brock hates Peter Parker and the both of them hating Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And that's what motivates them initially. And that needs to be the motivation. What the hell is going to be on his chest? What is going to be on Venom's chest in this movie? They haven't showed it. Girlfriend. That's the I heard it's going to be a girlfriend. Something's <laughs> going to go down with a girlfriend. Come on, man. Like the classic, right? He has the Spider-Man on there. Like the logo. Yeah. What are they going to do they in this movie? Did show that in the trailer, though? No, I don't they don't. That, I don't think they did. Never. Yeah, I don't know they, that's and that's the biggest question everybody has is what is going to be on his chest? Can we make a plea to uh, Sony right now? Can we do that? Can we just please. say, will you please just sell your Spider-Man properties back to, to Disney? Please. Look how much ridiculous amount of money they're willing to throw around and they have. Make them an absurd offer, please. Just put it in the hands that can utilize all of those characters. I mean, the the way they've already set up, you know, Tom Holland being Peter Parker, man. If they really brought in, I mean, hell, bring in this, bring in this Venom a little bit, but let Disney do the CG and do whatever. Bring in a, a good Venom. I mean, they can do it. Do you think it. they can CG Venom? Do you really think that can happen? I wonder on that. That's so tough, man. I mean, they did the Iron Spider the Iron Spider suit look pretty damn good, man. And I mean, of course, Venom is going to be a little bit different, but I think they could. I think they could. I don't know. That was one question. Can I throw one more last question? Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, in the next Spider-Man movie, will he have the Iron Spider suit? I think or is he will. That, I think he will. You and think he'll get be to upgraded. keep it now? And it'll be upgraded. Yeah, I think so. I have issue with that as a fanboy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he's I want him to those. just wear the classic suit, man. Get rid of the gizmos. Just that's part of what makes you Spider-Man. <laughs> I know. You yeah, don't have we're beyond gizmos. that, man. I think they've they've yeah, I know. The you MCU has dove into Tony Stark gave him that suit. That suit is always going to be technology based. Like we're just we're in it. Yeah, that's the way it is. I kind of feel like it too. So I'm stuck with it. Chris, tell me about Venom, man, because I know you. I think you're you're liking the trailer, <laughs> and and I don't. I can tell it. by the look uh, on his face. He's I don't get man. it. I don't. <laughs> what, when, when does this movie come out? October. And and what month was this trailer released? Now. Shut up. Just everybody shut up. Yeah, right. Seriously. I, I, we're, we're, you guys are arguing over what's on his chest, and you guys are arguing over uh, a, a one-scene, three-second shot of his head and saying it doesn't look like him. Like, they're not it's, dude, blowing it's not their wad. It's not just that. It's how do you I make get, a Venom I, movie without friggin' Spider-Man, dude? I just I'm don't get that. I'm still hung up on how do you make a Venom movie. Like, I still can't get past <laughs> that part. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I, but but I do remember a time where Turks, you were really skeptical of the solo movie. And as time went on and we got closer and we got more stuff and we... You know what I'll we, say about the solo said, movie, like, dude? What, what hmm. actually right now, like, I was very, you know, kind of down on the solo movie, started getting back up. Infinity War has brought my hype for solo down. I totally agree. Because I think like, I was, I, I'm so, I was so hyped with Infinity War that I'm like, man, this is so great. And then now I see a trailer for solo and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, I, I'm I walked out of Infinity this, War. But, ready to shed all of my Star Wars fandom. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am done with Star Wars, well, obviously. I'll say Lando looks pretty awesome. Yeah, awesome. Really, in the trailers, right. he sold so well. He's like the... Uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing for the other team. Um, the guy who played uh, Bones in the new Star Trek movies. Kinda I absolutely love... That yep. guy nails it. Like He looks like you went back in time and took that old actor and threw him in you the know, movie. You know right? who Lando looks like to me? He looks like Miles Morales... Spider-Man's uncle that you see in Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> That's who he looks like. Wait a minute. It is that guy. Yeah. Uh, but just getting back to Venom real quick, like to be totally honest, like I don't know. I, I really don't know if they can make this work. I love Tom Hardy. I think he's one of the best actors we have. Um, I, I got to believe that he wouldn't take this on if he didn't think it was right. Um and give him a chance. Let, let's let's mm. get a little bit more like info on it. Wait till we get closer, and get some some more views of what it looks like and what's on his chest because that's apparently of great importance to it you has guys. To be man, and, and I get that part. What of it. if it was I a Captain America movie and he's running around with a I Russian know. flag? I know, like, I know, on, but 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 why are but why are we getting so amped up about that now? Don't worry it about that now. Sweet scene, like even in like. Uh, like one of the last scenes in the Justice League movie is when like Cyborg, his his he morph like gets upgraded and he morphs into that like classic suit that we were used to that he didn't have through the whole movie. Like mm -hmm. if at the end he gets the spider on his chest or like something like that happens, like I'm also okay with that. Right. I think the bigger question is, can anybody else make other than Deadpool, which we which we're all super hyped for? Oh, I think that yeah. might be better than Infinity War. Wrong. But uh, that's blasphemy. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Um, I think can anybody else make a superhero movie? Like, can you even contend with what Marvel's doing? I don't know. Like, I think man, that's yeah. the biggest issue, right? Is like they've set that bar so amazingly high. You're you're being held to that standard, right? Because now we're well, all lumped into superhero movies. Let me we ask you this: DC to Marvel, right? It's like right. They're the one you compare to. So do do you think um, Ant Man and the Wasp will? be helped or do you think infinity war will hurt ant-man and the wasp i personally i think it will help it because i think more people will be going to it now they may be disappointed because they may be thinking this is the follow-up to um you know infinity war kind of like the same thing that they were saying the issue was happening with like rogue one people are like we need to explain this is an old this doesn't happen right after force awakens and, and it's like i yeah. think I don't know who those people are, but maybe somebody will be going to Ant-Man and Wasp expecting that, and that's not what this movie is. However, I think people will go because they want to know how is it going to tie into Infinity War. For the sure. first Ant-Man mm -hmm. was a great movie, but I don't that's think good. a lot of people went out to see it because they didn't know what the hell Ant-Man was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now that we kind of know he was in Civil War and, and the Infinity War hype is rolling, I think people are definitely going to go. More people are going to go for sure. It, it, it'll be interesting. And Gary, I totally agree that it's not going to break any records at all. Like, no, um, no, but, but will people have, it could go either way. Will people have 
you know, what are they, they're calling it like the, the fatigue, like the superhero fatigue. Yeah. Um, well, I find it very interesting. Like that's the movie that they chose to follow this because you're right, Terrence. I think people are going to go in thinking like they're going to get a movie that's as like gut wrenching and, and amazing and, and, and full force as infinity war. And you're getting Ant-Man and the Wasp, not to right. slight that, you know, but, you know what I think will be gut wrenching. My big prediction for Ant-Man and Wasp is probably already out there. I haven't looked, but, uh, I think Wasp is going to be so badass and steal the show in this movie. Right. And will be what makes the movie amazing. And then at the end of the movie, she's going to dust. And oh, that's I think going to be a motivator for Ant-Man yep. to now go into Infinity War. Yep. Like I, that would not shock me at all. You're going to fall in love with her through the whole right. thing. And then she'll dust. And that'll be your moment. And if that does not appeal to you or stir up an emotion in you, then why the hell did any of that in Infinity War do it? I yep. do. Right? That, would, that would be an amazing feat to tie into Infinity War in that way. Dude, I think kudos, I mean I think that's gonna happen that. in that it's movie. I think Captain Marvel, you're gonna see it, and then I even think, um, you know, that's gonna be the motivation for Clint for Hawkeye to come in. It is, you know, they're like, oh, he's in house arrest with his family. His whole family's gonna ash, man. That's what's gonna bring him Something. into Avengers Four. Like that has that yeah. just Got has it. to happen. That yeah. that's the yeah. only way these heroes are gonna get now invested in what's been going on there. Yep, it just makes sense, man. Venom needs to have spider on his chest, or I'm not going to see the movie. <laughs> and a better face. Like, what? Why can't they just? I don't understand why they have to. Like, no, we have to design it so like a real person could be in there. No. Yeah, it's no. Not Venom he's at all. A, Never. He's an alien. Like, that's the yeah. point. It's an alien suit. Like, it's. Oh, I don't know, man. I hope. I, I hope. I hope it's good, Chris. I hope. All it's right. Good. So when when it comes out, don't go see it, Mark. Oh, I'm seeing that. I'm of seeing course that. you are. I'm definitely going to see that. Yeah. I'm going opening night. We'll talking. start a whole new show, Mark. It'll just be the Venom cast. And just, we're doing it. We'll just, we're doing all it. we'll do is watch it over and over. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> just the trailer. We only just watch the trailer. Yeah, just the trailer. Yeah. Just the trailer. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap it up there, guys. We're actually just sitting exactly at two hours right now. Oh, wow. um, so, uh, again, hopefully you guys uh, have seen the movie. Because if you didn't, we talked a lot about the movie and probably spoiled so much for you. Uh, Marcus, real quick, give everybody the plugs for uh, Nerd Buzz. Where can they find you guys? There, yeah um yeah please all the nerds out there go to uh, nerdbuzz.com and you can listen and watch all of our shows there totally free um you can also find us on any major uh uh podcast streaming network we're, we're out there on everything it's all nerd buzzed twitter's nerd buzzed uh facebook all the good stuff um it's super it keep, encourages us and keeps our nerd fire raging if people comment or just share something with us i love bantering with people about nerdy things clearly right and you guys you just um, celebrated uh 200 episodes right it's a 200 yeah that was wrong that was my typo oh, but I uh, thank you. I like, we did we're, we're celebrating early we're that eager we're gonna go back in time on the next episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> so how many you at then man I think it, we're actually at, uh, it was 120, and the number got bumped is oh, what happened. And I man, already posted it, damn. and I was like, screw wow. it, man. Everybody just, else is going through time. Why not it, us, right? Yeah. That's Star great. Wars is doing it. Marvel's going to do it. It's fine. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's funny, man. Nerd. That is great. <laughs> oh, that's but great. yeah, no, totally. Please uh, find us there. Uh, nerd buzz on all that stuff. And awesome. Seriously, chat with us and uh, get the nerd conversation going. I'd love to chat with people. Chris, what do you got, man? You got any plugs here? What do you got coming up this weekend? Uh, I don't think it's necessary anymore, but uh, free comic book Saturday, free comic book week, or yeah, free comic yes, book day right. comic is book day. Saturday. Yep. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, I, it's like I said, it's not necessary anymore, but it's become something of you know. It's, it's taken on to a, go a out to, to freak out. Yeah, well, man, we go. A I couple that are coming out in there. I'm excited to get actually that are like I don't know if you'll be able to get anything else by them. Well, the thing is, like, the reason I say it's not really necessary anymore is because I look at it from like a business standpoint. Like, all those comic comic book shops are struggling as it is. And um, they have to pay for all those comics, even though that they're giving them out for nothing. Do they really? Oh, yeah. See, oh, yeah. that so, I don't really? know, man. Like, do they I'll, pay dude, 25 I'll go... cents? What do they pay? They have to pay, like, full issue they price full for price. those? Oh, they pay full price for all those comics. Dude, because yeah. wow. we'll go, like, a month or two after. Like, I'll take my kids. I remember, like, going in the years past and being, like, going through and seeing some of those books still there, like, two months yeah. after the fact. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, the kitty so, books or whatever, like Donald Duck or whatever it is. Like, yeah. wow, that sucks. So if you're going to go, uh, just buy buy, buy some things other than what you get for free to help these businesses out because they're struggling. Comic book sales are not, you know, Avengers is going to be a, a $2 billion movie and it doesn't translate yeah. to comic books. No. So uh, if you're going, get your free books, but buy some stuff to help these help these businesses totally. out. It, it it is literally the holy grail of the MCU, right? It's like support. None of what we're experiencing with the superhero stuff today would have happened without comic books. Like right. they deserve so much credit. They really yeah. do. Yep. Yeah. And we didn't even mention that uh, Action Comics 1000 was released, uh, which is an incredible feat in and of itself. So yeah, yep. I don't have mine handy, but I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it. Gary, did you get yours? Let me know in the in the chat right there, because Mark. Yeah, I sent. Yep. I, I sent it to Mark because he was in I was Washington. In Seattle, yeah. And and I, I was like, I need shop. that first printing, man. I want that first printing. <laughs> yeah. I um, I guarantee you were guaranteed to get one because they made like two million of them. Did or they really? Like it's not a collector's item at all. <laughs> but whatever. Again, I, again, Still I think it comes awesome back to supporting comics. It really does. Yep. Um, all right. So next week we will be, Chris, I don't know what we're going to necessarily be talking about next week. Actually, one thing we didn't talk about this week, but I have been playing and talking about, speaking of setting the bar high, I've been playing God of War, and uh, we need to talk about mm. some of that next week, definitely. Right. Um, right. And, that uh, is like cool of sequels, man. Like what? I had so many concerns for that game, and that game has, I've never played a sequel game that made the games before it feel more like a prequel. Does that make sense? It oh, totally like it, makes sense, man. Like if you play it, like that's that's totally what this game has done. Like yep. this, everything built to this, and it's amazing. It has set like bars through. so high that unfortunately, you know, I, I saw something recently with people saying like, you know, and even I was kind of saying like, man, single player games are going to possibly come back. But then when you stop and think about it, it's like, no, they've set this bar so high that it's just the only way to attain that is to spend a crap ton of money knowingly that you're yeah. going to sell a crap ton of copies and no company really is in that position except for Sony and yeah. maybe Microsoft and of course Nintendo and like that's it like no it has else some can do uh, it definitely has some uh, MCU to 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 bring it, it all full circle it does that's it right it has some MCU nods in it uh, there's some very Captain America shield moves you use yep. and how sweet is it to throw that, Dude, axe, that axe and recall it and knock just down like three dudes on its yep. way back. Yep. Or just My favorite throw it is in. when you get, when you get like uh, to the next part of the level and you go to fight someone, but you forgot to call the axe and you back. Hit it, so you, you just hear call it. it. You hear it. Yeah. And you, you hear it going like, like, and like busting through oh, all these things. So and so just, <laughs> he just grabs it real yeah. quick. Oh, it's so, so satisfying. So there's even yeah. actually, I saw there is a nod to the infinity gauntlet. There are gems yeah. supposedly you can get. Yep. 
um, that are like the soul gem and all that in there. So they specifically did uh, put a little nod to Infinity Gauntlet in there. So we'll be talking about that next week as well as some other things for sure. Uh, but all right, Marcus. Well, thank you here for joining us, man. We're, we're glad you, to have man. you back. I'm sure we'll be having you back at some point. Maybe our uh, Ant-Man and Wasp episode probably will have you back there at you that go. at least. Anytime, man. If not before then. Uh, but everybody, as always, thank you here for tuning into the show. As always, follow us on Twitter at The Enthused Life. Email us, theeenthusedlife at gmail.com, which, by the way, I forgot we did get some emails. But uh, we'll wrap oh it up God, here. Yeah, we did. That. We did, yeah. We'll, we'll wrap it up here, guys. Keep sending them in, in to uh, Ron Keeler, Super Ammo, and Justin. We got your emails, guys. Um, and maybe next week, Chris, that's something we could dive we can into. We'll do those next week. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get into those yeah. emails. We'll still um, be on the Infinity War high. Oh, I'm, we will. And, and <laughs> so we I'm hoping you've seen it you again. you got a whole year to ride that high out, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I know. Down till then, right? No, it's not. It's <laughs> not. Right. Uh, but as always, thank you for making us a part of your week. However you're tuning in, whether it's through iTunes, through Podbean, your podcast service of choice, or YouTube. Thank you, guys. And with that, catch you next week. Later. Hope you like the show, Jason. Jason.